Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Lizard cream is the easiest way to tell if your loved ones have turned into a shape-shifting lizard person. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I've always wanted to go on one of those. On a semi-truck? Yeah. Oh, I guarantee you, if you really want to, people listen I'm, to I'm, us I'm sure. that would gladly have you, you in their You think they rig. would have room for me with all the dead prostitutes they have in there, though? See, and now you now you will not get the invite. You will not get the invite. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shabaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Coming up at 534. We asked you today if you like Yikes. We did. We had a little, would you like to take a survey? We did that. We haven't done one in a while, and we do value what you have to say, because we don't want to shove down things down your throat that you don't want down your throat. That's why we only have Timmy Hall for a very short time. But we wanted to know your thoughts on things like Yikes and other segments we do. What you think about us? Not like we're going to change anything, but no, it's just well, nice to know. We, uh, we do value the feedback. We appreciate that yeah, it's on Twitter. You can find it. Uh, did the show link tweet it out? I know you did. I did. At Common Man Radio. I don't know if Teddy tweeted it from the show Sorry. account. I need to tweet it out, too. I was thinking we might stagger it a little bit, so get different audiences, different times, that kind of thing. This is the first I'm hearing about it, so I can go back and. <laughs> well, you're tweet not an essential part of the show, are you? No, I'm not. Well, we were, think, we were talking about it back there, Ted. No, but I, mean, I, I don't. Well, you were talking to me about it, but we had talked about it before Ted got here. Oh, that's what it was. And then I you, forget you mentioned it. Maybe Ted if I showed so, up on time. Ted is so integral <laughs> to what we do. He is. I'm glad you're here. He is. Ted, you know, I thought. Ted, I was, but here's the thing. I was Ted reading through some home. of the comments. I know he does. Home, he yeah. works. Everybody here works at home. Yeah, he does. Yeah, You're the only one who doesn't like to work at home. I don't. That's I you're don't. the whole reason we all have to come in here is because if we didn't, Mike would throw a fit. So I, have, I have to get in show mode, and I can't get in show mode at home. Oh, I can get I can get in show you, mode you, at home. You think you can. Oh, I can get there. You can't. Oh, trust me. You, just, you give me a little bottle of some sum, I'll be in show mode 24-7. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. Know what's up? Tell me I'm at home? That's right. Go, uh, go take the survey, if you wouldn't mind. At Common Man Radio. It's uh, 21 questions. The last one's an essay question. We simply asked, why do you listen? And I was reading through some of the comments today. And uh, people have some interesting reasons for listening. But there were a few that simply said, I listen only for Leanna Ray. Well, I can't blame people for that. She's a very detailed traffic reporter. She gives very good insight. You're on the road. You're trying to figure out where you're going. That's not what it is. I'm, I'm convinced... And it's always been this way. And it used to be even worse when you couldn't figure out what somebody looked like. And you know what? Leanna's mysterious. So a lot of people probably don't know what Leanna looks like. But if there was a woman on the radio, everybody was obsessed with the woman. 
Mm. Just because they were envisioning, I don't know, Jessica Rabbit on the other end. <laughs> or well, someone who's not animated. But well, you know, but you what, know I mean. what? There's probably before yeah, now we're you and I are on Twitter, people can see what we look like. But well, we talk I, I spent two hours talking about my man breasts last <laughs> week. <laughs> right, but I always find that people don't believe us when we say that stuff because people are like, Wow, you you really are. You said you were fat, but I didn't know what you meant. It's I will like, take my shirt off right now. No, I think people... I will show you my hooters. They can't help that when they hear people on the radio, your brain is just naturally going... To, you talk to someone on the phone at customer service, you probably have a picture in your head of what that person looks like, right? A, some vague idea well, of who you're to talking work that to. job. You worked customer service. Oh, and I did it with every person that would call in. I would get an idea of like... This person calls in, they're like, I got a problem with my car. Bruh. I'm like, this is a businessman. He just ate some shrimp scampi. He has got a stain on his shirt and he weighs 400 pounds and he's in like this huge luxury car yelling into a phone as an assistant is cowering, like scared. of it. That's what I pictured, like from that guy. I just got very detailed and then I would lose track of what they actually said to me and I'd have to ask them to repeat myself and then he'd go, I can't believe I called this stupid number. Bruh, I got to get back to my shrimp scampi. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. You're shrimp scampi guy. Everybody's not even that. listening to me. No, sir, I'm not. No, I'm formulating opinions based on your voice this alone. Right. It's a terrible thing to do. Well, yeah, but people are just, it's different now because you hear more female voices sure. on the radio. And it's good, especially in sports. But we need more of that, of course. We do need more of that. But I think people have an idea of what Leanna looks like by what she sounds like. Well, yeah, and but I'll tell you this. It's even better. It's even okay. better than you imagine. All right. Well, every everybody does that with people on the radio, and and that's fine. The mystery, the mystery of radio is something we don't get to be a part of. What's that movie? Uh, isn't it Airheads? Remember the Brennan with Fraser? Adam Sandler and yeah, Brennan Fraser and Steve Buscemi. Yeah, they're all like metalheads who take over a rock radio station, and they have an idea of who the like big voice guy is. They listen to in the afternoons, and I want to say it's the dude from The Simpsons, right? Uh, and Best in Show and all those movies. Harry, Harry Shearer, yeah. And they hear the voice guy and they think, oh, it's this tall, handsome, blonde guy. And it turns out that's like the guy that they, the doofy guy that they make fun of. That's who that was. And the radio guy is, you know, Harry Shearer just kind of sitting there looking like a weirdo. And they couldn't believe it. That is radio. It is. They had a character on that 70s show, radio DJ. And I, what was it? Donna, the redheaded Yeah, girl. Donna, I think was her name. She was, uh, she was like an intern at the station or something because the radio voice, the studio was always dark, so you couldn't mm. see him. But he had a big, deep voice, and he oh. would talk about hot Donna. <laughs> and then one episode, they, one episode they showed the guy, and it's just like a little dweeby, dweeby yeah, guy. That's right. Anyway, like. we're not dweeby guys. Maybe we are. Take the survey and tell us at Common Man Radio on Twitter. Buckeyes lose to Maryland yesterday. I thought we did a good job of avoiding that for the first eight minutes of the show. Well, we have to talk about it because <sighs> yeah. as excited as I was about this team and their victory against Illinois, even though they had a little tendency to make it interesting down the stretch, not holding on to late leads, they did the opposite, I thought, of what made them special, where they were lazy on offense, they settled for outside shots, they look like every other college basketball team trying to find their way, which is why I was excited to watch this team because they look like they could have a deep run in the tournament because they were not relying on those things. Now, there are reasons for it, perhaps. I know it's a road game in the Big Ten, and you can lose to any opponent. We've seen good teams lose to bad teams all season long. Maybe they were tired because yeah. they're playing so many games in a short amount of time. I don't know. What I can tell you is 
That's not the Buckeye team I expected to see or have seen recently. No, I, I know, and I, I will, I will. Def- I'm not trying to say that that's that that performance last night or yesterday afternoon that sucked. It was it not wasn't good. good. No, it wasn't. But I will say, if like right now they have the Buckeyes as a six seed. I don't think that's where this team actually is. I don't think that's who they are, and I do not think this game is indicative of what you're going to see down the stretch here. I think there are a lot of games that have piled up here because of various reasons with cancellations, postponements, etc. But I also think it's just a tough stretch right now. It's hard to keep, especially for the younger players, right? Or guys who are just now starting to get some minutes. I know they have a lot of veterans on this team, but they've still got some younger guys, especially Malachi Branham being arguably your best scorer, being a young guy. That's just something you have to learn to deal with, right? So I, I thought he looked a little off yesterday. He was not at his, you know, best he's ever been. Overall, I think this team will rebound tomorrow against Nebraska. Well, of I, course they will, just because Nebraska is god-awful. They're the worst team in the conference. What I'm trying to say is, I'm not going to go from, I think this team could really make a run, to, oh my god, they're atrocious because of this game against Maryland, and then they no, play tomorrow. No, I'm, like, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they were atrocious yesterday. They were. They were, but I don't think that's who they are. And I, I, I would like to see, one of the things that I think I would take out of that game is, I would like to see a little more Cedric Russell. I know he played a decent amount of minutes yesterday and had 12 points, but I think we need to see more of him when possible. You kind of, it's tough, right? Because who sits down in that situation? Obviously, I don't know if Justin Arns needs 16 minutes, but he doesn't need to be the first one off the bench is what you're saying. Cedric Russell brings that extra something, especially from outside that I just, this team has been lacking and I would like to see that continue i'd like to see a little bit more of that guy guy hit a ton of threes throughout his career that's something you need on this team he's been there done that he's veteran let's just i don't know let's give him some chances the rest of the way before we get to tournament time let's just try to get his minutes up if we can bucks in nebraska tomorrow of course catch all the action right here on the fan new ap poll out today buckeyes at number 23 what they do fall a spot i think they were 22 yeah they were 22 that that seems like a split the difference kind of thing where they were Probably going to be ranked a little higher. One of the, one of the thought on the roster, and I know he's been dealing with some injuries, but Michi Johnson a little bit struggling through it right now, right? Yeah. I know he's got the mask, he's got all this other stuff he's dealing with, but Holtman's not confident in him. Not right you, now. You, you can tell yeah. he doesn't have a lot of confidence in him. Well, and I think that's I don't I don't know which way that goes, right? It doesn't look like he's very confident either when he gets put out there, and he hasn't hasn't really you know gotten back to who he is since he went out with the injury and has come back. So love to see it if. He could also rediscover some of who what has made him great. You know, the last couple of years he's been here. Hopefully, he can find that, be a little bit better player. But we know there's more in there than what you're getting right now out of him. It'd be nice if that bubbles to the surface at the right time. I uh, I forget which game it was. It was a game that was here. Maybe it was the Iowa game. But you rarely see Chris Holtman animated when it comes to his own guys yeah. not doing something they're supposed to do. And he was upset, obviously, with the officials in that game. But I think he was more upset with Michi. Yeah, that's probably true. I would. I and would he wanted to, to rip that, that Hannibal Lecter mask off of him and eat his flesh <laughs> with a nice bottle of Chianti. I don't, I don't know about all that. By the way, on the uh, Ohio State front, congratulations to the women's basketball team. Absolutely, Big Ten champions, regular season champions, number one seed in the tournament. Love that. That's great. They have had a tremendous season. Uh, I think they're what twenty three, twenty two, and three, something like that. Like 
awesome run by them. Congrats to them. I'm not doing that to take a shot at the men's team. I am just pointing out we're talking Ohio State basketball. We should mention the, the team there that did win a championship over the weekend. So congrats to them. I don't know a ton about the landscape of women's college basketball. I would assume they'd be a one seed in the tournament if they don't crap themselves yeah. in the Big Ten tournament. I don't know. Matt Andrews would know. I don't know. I would ask him. What would he have to say about it? Probably something great because he's super smart. Yeah, what are you doing? It's one seed. Uh. I will say this, Matt. We we have rubbed off, or Matt has been this guy. And that's why he works well with us. Is because again, not about like women's basketball. That's a side, right? That's like his job. He doesn't really take any you know thoughts I on that. Haven't, I haven't taken a crap in twenty days. <laughs> Uh, but if I but I have if I ask him about any of the teams that he roots for that are not part of his job, right? Like every time I ask him about it, I get the same thing of like, yeah, well, if this the Bengals just you know this, this. like it's always there's always a a, a grumbling anger he's bubbling a under guy, the sun. But I, which is I, why I like him. I respect that because that's what we are. Yes, that's what we've been about grumpy. our teams. Yeah, but this this I'm just pointing out. This is a nice little bright spot. And good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he and he does. He defends this team and talks to us about how we should talk more about him. And he's right. And we are. So there you go. Big Ten champions, women's basketball team. You deserve all the accolades. Jackets time and crew coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on Parkwood Avenue at Earl Avenue. This vehicle hit a structure causing some heavy backups in this area. Please be careful as things begin to clear, but a 10 to 15 minute slowdown in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Musenex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu all in one. When cold and flu season has you down, don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Musenex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu all in one. Delivering unbeatable multi-symptom relief to help you power through your day. Musenex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu all in one and done. Use as directed. I'm the ever mysterious Leanna Ray with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called Amitropecia. Hey. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, 
everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave, like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You you would. You would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just (laughs) saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying... I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right I now. <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. Uh, jackets. Lose to the Penguins last night. It was electric over at Nationwide. Sure, you have not that there, but when the Penguins are in town, it's always a, a heated rivalry. Yeah. At least on on the Jackets end, I know every Jackets fan wants that game as much as you want any of them. Uh, can I can I point out something to you? Because around these parts here in this radio studio, when you or I are on, we are fairly critical of this Jackets team. Are we not? Like if they We're fairly it, critical of this Jackets team because we expect more. I don't mean this we, year. No, I mean down the road. The, yes, and you know what? I've expected more from the past twenty years. That's what I mean. Sorry if I'm that bothers some of you. Over the history of this team, we have been critical. We have been maybe painted or no, painted perceived whatever. We're we're thought of as being too harsh sometimes on the Jackets. That's the way I'm a fan. You you yeah. fan how you want to be a fan, and I'll fan the right way. So please understand this when I tell you this is not coming from a homer. This is not coming from a guy who thinks whatever, like I got to protect the jackets at all costs. They got absolutely job last night on that call. That's an, I, in my what, opinion. What, the Elvis call? No, yeah, the interference, like the no I, call on Sid where they let that goal oh, stand. See, I, didn't, I feel I didn't like they got completely jobbed on that. Uh, look, you're entitled to obviously try and catch the puck, but he's outside the blue paint. You're allowed to just swat the guy's hand and knock the puck. I don't well, get what's how. What is the rule? Like, why would the? I'm saying, what is the purpose of these rules? It is you got to give the number one. He didn't have space. He was in the crease, and Sid is crowding him. Still makes the save, and then Sid just smacks the puck out of his glove, and it goes in. And they say, "Oh yeah, it's good. You're allowed to do that. You're not allowed to pick the puck up and throw it in the net. Why are you allowed to use your hands to smack it out of his hand? I don't understand." Well, they're saying that he instigated the contact because he was outside of the crease. I get the call. I didn't I mean, like. I didn't like the I call. Didn't think, I, didn't I think thought the, the jackets were were hosed on several other calls. Well, that's okay. In that game, I'm. I thought that call was. Certainly one that should qualify. I did not like that call at all. But you're right. Overall, I thought the officiating was poor last night. I I did too. And so did they. You know, you got guys that normally don't say anything. I was listening to Bjorky's comments after the game, and, you know, he had some things to say. I mean, in typical Bjorky way, where it's like, yeah, we got to look at some of that. Hey, hey, how you doing there, Josie? I didn't really like it, you know. (laughs) 
But you know, most hockey guys don't tend to get on there and like, let me tell you, McMahon. Like they're not going to go like hardcore <laughs> on like yelling at you like Hulk Hogan or something. But yeah, I mean that was uh, Lars had a lot to say. Brad Larson had a lot to say after that well, game too. Of course, he had as a lot much to as say. you're and allowed he to within not getting fined or trying not to get fined. But it's such a double whammy, too, man. I, I totally understand. I'm not saying he shouldn't have done it because in that situation, you have to do it. You have to challenge that call. But then you lose that challenge. You're short a guy. For essentially the it rest sucks. of the game. Yeah. It, uh, but you had to challenge it. No, I know. I you like had to. No way you can let that stand. And if, I don't know, man. I, it It is just one of those other things where I feel like if that's not Sidney Crosby, perhaps the call is different. You're, you're, you may be right. I'm not saying the refs, welcome to the world. Dude. No, I know. I'm not saying the refs do that on purpose. I am just saying it feels like guys like Sidney Crosby get those calls more often than not, which is as much as I can't stand him. Why I think every team in the NHL would love to have that guy, not necessarily Sidney Crosby, but the next one, whoever that is, because you want a guy that everyone goes, oh, well, you know, that guy's going to get the call if it's close. And and that's something I feel like the Jackets have also lacked over the years. Not Sidney Crosby level talent, just that one guy who's one of 10 or 12 guys in the league who always seem to get the call. Yes. Now, there were plenty of bad calls to nitpick last night. Most of them went against the Jackets. In fairness to the officials, though, on the ice, they didn't make that call. They let the play go. I know. But it was Toronto that made the call. No, I know. And, and I have my own issues with Toronto. Well, of, of course we do. Yeah. Look, I'm obviously I want to see a victory in that situation. But what we saw last night is exactly what I want to see from the Blue Jackets every single night. A team that plays hard and mm-hmm. competes with one of the best teams in the league and gives themselves a chance to win at the end of the game. If they don't get the two points this year, I'm okay with it because they're not in that space as a franchise right now. Next year, hopefully they continue to build off of this. You add some more pieces in the offseason. You lose a game like that, I take it a little bit harder. But last night's what I wanted to see. This team compete, and yeah. they've been doing that. I agree with you, and I, and I think... That's the biggest change for me over the last couple months. That's the growth we've been looking for. That's good. And I I don't care how they, I wish I wish the referees had jobbed the Penguins and we got a completely farcical victory because I'd still take it. I'm not sure. Saying, I'm not even talking about that. Like I want this Penguins team to lose every time they play well, the Just jackets. to see half those people in the uh, arena going home unhappy. Uh, and that's the thing that I hate, man. I've seen it a lot over 20 years being a fan of this team, but you know, the Blue Jackets are not in playoff position. The Penguins are very good. So you're going to get a situation like that where they just come and take over your arena. I understand it. I still don't like to see it. I hate it. Yeah, I know. But you know the way you change that is I by know. I know. being that team that is undeniable. And, you know, the, as you build more and more history and have more and more well, Your fans runs, want those tickets. They're yeah. not giving away those tickets. Exactly. And I, I think that's just going to take time to change. Crew... And FIFA up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from Parkwood Avenue at Earl Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns as things continue to clear up. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit 
took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yai, is coming up at 534. Please do take a survey about the show. Good, bad, we want to hear from you. At Common Man Radio on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, Crew opened up the season with a 4 nothing victory against Vancouver on Saturday. You were in attendance. Yeah, we had a, a great time down there. Got to do a little pregame interaction with Fan Sports Saturday. That was nice. You did pre and post. Yeah, well, I just did like 10 minutes with Reeser and Jensen Lewis, which was really nice of them to have me on. But we, you know, previewed the game a little bit and then walked around. The arena district was hopping. The Dora was in full effect. The designated outdoor refreshment area. We can just walk around with a beer or whatever. I thought was it was great. recreation area. It's refreshment area. Oh, maybe it is right. Rec- Whatever. I was drinking refreshments. Perhaps they were also recreation, but you get the idea. You can carry a beer around. That's what it means. Anyway, so then got into the game. It was fantastic, man. They scored in the eighth minute. Four nothing route of Vancouver. The white the white caps got crapped on. That's what I like yeah. to say. So overall, good start for the crew. We uh talked about it on Bone and Beam United, which we did a post game show at the pub there. And out of big response, a lot of people came out. You can go listen to that if you want to. It's on podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just look for Bone and Beam United. But great victory for the crew to start the season off. And they had a little uh, little interesting dynamic in the starting lineup because Jossie Zardes has been the starter at the top of the formation. And Caleb Porter opted to go with Miguel Berry, who had a very good second half last year. People were wondering, how's that going to go? Who's going to get the nod? Miguel Berry started and scored the first goal little deflection that went in, doesn't matter, it counts, and the crew were just off and rolling, never looked back. I was listening to the game on the radio. Mm, Chris Doran does a great well, job. Well, Chris Doran did do a very good job, but he was also very upset, at least at the time that I was listening, Yeah, that one of the Vancouver assistant coaches was wearing shorts on the, <laughs> on the sideline. Yeah, that seems, he was that distracted seems right. by this guy. He would just say, this is inappropriate, put some pants on. <laughs> That sounds about right. That's great. It was, I mean, it was a little chilly out there. We actually were sitting next to some people who had an invention I had not been aware of previously because my kids, I had the little hot packs for them to put in their pockets, you know, to keep their hands warm. Oh, you they went to kids? Well, it took the oldest two. It was going to be totally drunk T-bone no, there no, for no, no. opening just, day. Just had, a, just had a beer, walked around, enjoyed that, but got to hang out with uh, Beamer and his wife, Meredith. That was a lot of fun, but their hands, even though we had the hot packs, they still got cold. And so these people behind us said, we have these little uh, electric hand warmers. My wife has those. I had never seen this before, but you just, yeah, you she push wears them in the house, though, <laughs> because her hands are always so cold. Seriously, her fingertips turn purple. Really? There's some sort of, it's called like Raynaud's or Ray, some Ray gun disease or something. Oh, is that what she has? Yeah, she has that. Oh, I didn't know that. She's always like, can you turn up the heat? I said, no, put some mittens on. So she puts the electric Very mittens on. Glad to see you've really taken to this, you know, affliction that she's dealing eh, she's with. Fine. She's fine. Like, she's yeah, fine. You can put some gloves on. I'm not turning the heat up. She does, sometimes she walks around with mittens. 
I don't blame her if it's that cold and she's apparently dealing with this horrible disease. But yeah, those that so we got a, they gave us a few of those for a few minutes and that helped them warm their hands up. But yeah, yeah nice. they got to see all that. They got to enjoy the game. They were asking when they can go back. So good time with the fam. FIFA is banning Russia from the World Cup after they were crapped on for their initial punishment. They previously said, well, we're not going to ban Russia, at least not yet. What we will do is they can compete, but they have to compete under a different name. They have to be the Russian Football Union. They cannot fly their flag, and they can't sing the anthem. Yeah! We're tough on war criminals. And then they got crapped on for this. Yeah. Then they came out and said, oh, yeah, yeah, Russia banned. Banned from the World Cup. This is a big deal because, so, Poland, Sweden, and Czechoslovakia had all said, we're not... We're not playing you. Or it was thought they were not going to play Russia. And so then FIFA said, oh, okay, okay. Neutral site is where they'll play. They won't play in Russia, even for their home games. And then they'll just be called well, it wasn't just else. them. It was Poland said they weren't going to play. That's what I just said. Poland, Sweden, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sweden, yeah. I'm sorry. I wasn't yeah. listening to you. No, that's okay. They all said that. But that's important because those are the teams they have to play to determine who's going to the World Cup. So if FIFA had stayed with their current line of thinking until today when they changed... Then all those teams would have to forfeit, right? Yeah, they'd forfeit, and then you'd have to say, congratulations to not Russia for getting to the World Cup after everyone said we refuse to play you on principle. That wouldn't be great for the World Cup, so or and for FIFA specifically. So good to see FIFA found some sense. However, can I also just point out how ludicrous it is that their initial response wasn't to just immediately ban Russia because... FIFA always does this where they'll say things like, we just want the game to be inclusive. We want everyone to have a chance. the same playbook. And it's like, guys, you're not banning people in Russia from ever playing soccer again. You're not even banning this team from ever playing soccer. You're saying, while your country is currently invading another country due to a horrible decision by their leader, we're not going to let you participate in this fun soccer tournament. That's not the harshest penalty you can impose on anyone. It's just a trivial thing in the grand scheme of it all as mortar shells are flying through the air. It's not that big of a deal. But they couldn't even initially have the good sense to go, yeah, we probably don't need them playing our fun kids game here. We're just going to let that not happen. Nope, they said we're going to include them anyway. And then they changed their minds, thankfully. In other news, does uh, Alex Ovechkin still have his profile pic on Instagram with his (laughs) arm around Putin? Yeah, now he's he's come out now and said, oh, yeah, this I don't want any war. Well, good. Yeah, but he hasn't changed don't the profile em- pick. Don't he? embrace the guy who is currently pushing all the buttons for war. Oh, maybe man. maybe that. Look, when it's all said and done, he may be the greatest hockey player of all time. But can we also acknowledge he's a piece of crap? Seems like can it. Can we do that? If you can't, if, I mean, if you can't look at this situation, he, I don't, as to some degree, the people in Russia who just are listening to whatever that state media says, they're probably not getting the fullest picture. I don't know what's allowed and what's not, but it doesn't sound like it's the most open society for freedom of information. That's fine. Russian people are not stupid. No, no, no. They, they know what propaganda is, most of them. I know, but I, I understand there might be some people who are still swayed by that. He has no excuse because he does not no, live there, has, has no every reason to be able to process what's going on. And this is no different well, it is because, you know, one of these countries is at war right now, and we're not. Right. At least not officially, but two most famous Russian hockey players in the world could not be more different on that political spectrum. And Alex Ovechkin and Artemi Panarin. Yeah. I mean, 
Well, there, there's rumors that, you know, Putin has paid assassins out for Panarin. Right. Yeah, because of his stances on things. And, and Ovechkin's hugging him on the gram. Uh, yeah, it's uh, right. I I think it should make everyone take a long, hard look at all the things that Russia, because before this, let's also not, you know, beat around the bush here. Russia was also like doing horrible things when it comes to being inclusive of everyone and all those other things that supposedly FIFA and well, that's the IOC and care said. about. Right. FIFA had their World Cup right. in 2018. We had the Olympics in Sochi. Right. Like that. You're saying now, oh, okay, yeah, we got dropping bombs. I guess we won't let them play our games. But before that, you were willing to let them have billions of dollars of revenue coming in from these games when they were also still doing terrible things. Not the people of Russia, the leadership, Putin. That's who we're talking about. Good to see some of these international bodies grow a spine for five seconds. Please continue having that spine after this war is did over. They, did they grow and a figure spine? out more of it. Or did the public demand that well, they have a spine? You're right. Fair enough. The public backed them up to a brick wall and they said, oh, hey, my back straightened out all of a sudden. I guess now I have a spine. But wait until the pressure and we'll find out if they actually still keep it. No, there's no wiggle room on this. I think they came out and expected to just keep the peace and oh, they can compete, but they can't really compete. And then people crapped all over them and said, oh, no, no, yes, now they're banned. Yeah. Okay. Well, and they were banned and also they lost. This is big, right? They were going to play the Champions League final in St. Petersburg. Petersburg. That's now done. It'll be somewhere else. Spartak Moscow, which is a you know big soccer team there in Russia, they were kicked out of the Europa League. So, yes, there have been more significant consequences that had to come of this. But that all happened after fans stood up and said, no. That sucks and is stupid. Right. It's nice to see the fans having that level of power and swaying FIFA. Uh, today is a big day for Major League Baseball. We'll discuss coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some delays on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is building in that area. And more delays on westbound 670 at 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies or gray, it's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Monday. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Tell a friend. Today is supposed to be deadline day. For starting the Major League Baseball season on time, everything I've seen is that they're not even close. Apparently, the scuttlebutt the last couple of days has been how tempers have been flaring and owners are yelling and players are yelling and behind the scenes, owners are threatening to cancel an entire month's worth of games. I don't want to say I told you so. Because they, they could. Yeah. I mean, they, they could come up with something in the next couple of days and... Even though they said, we will cancel games, maybe they, you know, play all 162. I don't think it's likely, but you asked me the question a couple months ago when I thought the first regular season game was going to be, and I said June. 
and you were yeah. surprised by that. Would you still be shocked if that no, were the case? I, I'm less and less shocked by that. I saw that uh, there was who posted that. I want to say, uh, was it Buster Only that had a tweet about around the holidays? A well-known agent for you know many different players sent out a holiday greeting message and said, you know, hoping to see you all soon. Blah blah blah. Can't wait to start the new year. Can't wait for baseball season. And then said that'll probably happen around Flag Day, <laughs> which. At the time was like, oh, okay, come on, but that's where it is now. I mean, yeah. it. If it, we said this the other day, that there are a good number, a non-zero number, and a big non-zero number of owners who would look at losing a month of games as a plus. They would not a minus. They would welcome it, they, and they're not going to lose nearly as much money as you think. Because they don't have to pay anyone to be there. They don't have to open up their stadium. They don't have to do that. And for these teams that get maybe seven, eight, ten thousand 10,000 people to show up, they're probably at about a break even or a loss even with that, unless they sell a ton of food or whatever. So for them, they're looking at not financial instability in those moments. They're saying, I don't have to pay these players. And they know that might cause some of the players to cave and say, all right, call ownership or leadership of the players union. We want to get a deal done. We don't care. We'll take their terms. They're trying to play hardball and win this, no pun intended, but but there's a good number of owners who just flat out don't have incentive to play some of these games, and they can sit around losing a month or two of the season, and it's not going to make them sweat. No, and, you know, I, it's, it's I'd love been to said say, a million times. But. I'd love to say the people who own these baseball teams who just want baseball season to happen because they love the game, no, but we know that's care. not what it is. They don't care, and we're the ones who suffer. The fans are the ones who suffer. Yep. I mean, there are players who suffer too because not everybody's making $10 million a year. The ones that are should be fine, but not everybody is. So they got to figure out what they're going to do. I did see that Bryce Harper is trending on social media. So I clicked on why. And he apparently is flirting with the Yamayuri Giants, Japan professional baseball. Yeah. To go play for them. Now, you and I were talking about this during the break. I don't know if this is real or if he's just screwing around, if players actually want to go to Japan and play baseball. It would be interesting, though. And, you know, I'm not a Japanese baseball expert. I know a little bit about Japanese baseball culture. Well, you've actually watched a good number of games. Actually, I have a Yamiuri Giants hat at home Mm -hmm. that if Bryce Harper signs with that team, I may have to throw it out. (laughs) Not not, Not my guy, no. But they are very prideful. I find it hard to believe that they would want the circus to come in if there was a chance that in six weeks they would just up and leave. Yeah, you know, and they'd leave the team in a lurch. I don't know how they. I don't know how that would be, right? Because I mean, my. I know they don't view themselves as the minor leagues, but you know we have seen in this country, right? If a big time player has to do a rehab stint down at the minor league, you know, triple A team. That usually sells a few extra tickets, right? People come out and watch the big name guy. Well, and that's he's what those teams are there for, yes, too. They're yes. there to support the big club. I can totally understand how it would be kind of, I mean, it would be cool. I think you will sell a lot of tickets, and those teams will have to factor that in. But then at the end of it, those teams, like, I don't know the Yomiuri Giants' current situation, but they are one of the better known teams in Japan. Correct. They have a pretty good history. I'm sure they're looking at trying to be a winning team this year. Do winning teams typically have one of their best players come in for a month and then leave? I don't know. Or two months or whatever it ends up being. Like 
that uncertainty might make it difficult for you to have that hole filled once he leaves. And so I don't I don't know what the situation would be there. I don't know if that would be a welcome thing or would you go over there and it's like, well, the Giants won't get you, but you can go play for, you know, the uh, Nippon Ham Fighters or what? Isn't that one of the teams? Yeah, that's, one of the, yeah. that's one of the teams. You go, I don't know. Maybe they're the greatest team. Whoever the not great team is, though, you might go play for them. And it's like, yeah, we don't care. We just want to sell tickets. This is going to be a bad year for us anyway. Would that be as appealing to guys like Bryce Harper? I don't know. But maybe it would just for the experience. And I, I don't know how many would actually... I, I understand why flirting is attractive, and obviously you want to make a statement to Major League Baseball, but you'd actually have to move to Japan. Yeah. I mean, oh, for a short day. You're not going on course. vacation. You're going to, to live and work. They're going to want you to take it seriously. Is this all talk? Or do you think guys will actually go over there and do that? I have no idea. I tend to think they won't. Not the big stars. Guys that are you know, trying to figure out how to pay their mortgage... Yeah, I can see them going over there. Yeah, of course. And I didn't that happen, uh, I want to say, when the NHL lockout happened? I want to say, guys, not not went there. I think they went over to the KHL at the time, right, and, and tried to play because there are a lot of guys who do need that money because, yeah, it, it sounds weird to say, right, if you're making four or 500 grand to play baseball. But if suddenly a third of that's going to be gone... Yeah, but you know you what? might have you might have planned a little differently with your life if you knew a third their of that was going to be gone. Yes, their careers are short, and you know you say, "Oh, minimum salaries." What is minimum salary? I don't even. It might be well six hundred grand. Yeah, that whatever. What that's what I was because that's yeah. one of the things they're fighting about. Teddy, look up what Major League Baseball's minimum salary is. But you can have a guy who's been in the big leagues for the past three years, but he's only been in the big leagues for parts of three years, so he's making prorated. Yeah, minimum salary. This is not to say you should feel bad for these guys that they're going to go to the poorhouse or something. It's that there are a decent number of players who might say, where's the check? I need the check. I don't care if I have to go to Japan. I don't care if I don't speak the language. I will go do that for a couple months until this all gets sorted out. Call me when it's done and then I'll be back in like that's. I could see there being a good number of players who would have that incentive, just like there's a good number of owners who have an incentive not to play these sure. games right now. What's the minimum salary, Teddy? Uh, currently, it's at 570000 570000 The owners, I think, said, we'll go six fifteen, dollars And that was And it. the players were up over seven hundred. Yeah, like seven fifty right? or something, yeah. Hmm. Jeff Passan from ESPN has a big, long piece about how the owners suck. And, and they, they do, and it's worth reading if you want to check it out. But the owners do suck. But it's not as simple as that. This disenchantment has been the storyline for forever. You know, and, and you have... The, the problem is, is that you saw... Enough people in Major League Baseball saw this coming yeah. for a long time. Right. And they did little... They just sort of put it off and said, Well, I know the assignment's due in two weeks, so I'll wait until the last day to get it done. And then you're shocked when you can't get it done properly. Yeah, I don't... I, <laughs> I will not forget. It was, what did we go, like a whole month in December where nobody met? Well, it's not just in December. Like, There's nothing know, that says you can't be meeting all last year trying to hammer stuff out. I know, but I'm saying even for going all that, if you started realizing, oh, we're really going to be yeah, close it was like, on this. It was like 42 days. You could have met. met all between Thanksgiving and no. Christmas. They could have been in doing all that, and instead, nope, they just sat almost radio silent that entire time, and that's just ridiculous. Well, that was Christmas. They had to enjoy the holiday. Sure. Ryan Day has some bulletin board material. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You are going to find some backups on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. About a five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lesset are reminding you to never text while driving. No text message is worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. Enjoy the glowing orb in the sky today. That's been a pleasant thing to see. It's a nice day out there. Yeah, last few days we've gotten to see it finally. That's great. Uh, What did I tease here? Oh, Ryan Day has some bulletin board material. Michigan got a victory, of course, in November, and now they're flapping their gums like this is going to happen all the time. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy, their quarterback, was talking to, uh, I don't know, was this one of the Michigan feeds? Whatever, doesn't matter. But he was saying about the, uh, the rivalry. This is not the bulletin board part. I'm just giving you context. He said, for me, that rivalry is very personal. I won't dive too deep into that. That was just one of those games where you definitely want to win it a lot more than the other ones. Of course, you want to win every game the way you want to win every game, but that one was super, super nice to win. Mm-hmm. So far, you can tell he has taken a lot of vocabulary classes up there at Michigan. Well, let him live. That's fine. <laughs> we all can't no, be as I, eloquent as I you. have the same issues. I'm just pointing out that Michigan talks about how they're the, I don't know, the Harvard or the Big Ten or whatever. All right, <laughs> calm that, down. That's stupid. I know it is. That's why I'm pointing out. They talk about that when they're losing. Yeah. They don't bring, you don't hear that much right now because they're more of a football school now. Anyway, here's the bulletin board material. He said, for us, that whole 10-year stretch of us not winning, that's all we know is beating Ohio State right now. So we're going to keep that going. Didn't take long. I saw that uh, that quote has already been posted in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Yes, because Ohio State can definitely afford... Bullet, digital live updated bulletin board material boards ready Hashtag for you at all DP. times. Can't afford to cut real grass or heat up the field or anything else at Ohio State. But whatever. Nope. I'm just going to back away from that. Just leaving it out Can there Can we again. put on the bulletin board over at the Woody Hayes just a picture of the Hoosier Dome as well? <laughs> <laughs> See how many players just as understand it. This is what you're aiming for, guys. Hey, guys. We want to get a home site playoff game at in the a Hoosier Dome. non-existent dome in another town. This is Maybe what you could Maybe the Pontiac Silver Dome. Someday, if you... Plow through this season and you win all your games, maybe we will get a home site playoff game in a town that's not your home site. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's exactly right. Now, hey, I for what it's worth, I don't like that J.J. McCarthy is saying this. I don't blame him at all for saying I it. don't either. This is what happens when you lose. This is why we said, all you dummies out there, not all of you, some of you, like, why? Well, you know, it's more interesting when Michigan's good. Is this interesting for you? Maybe it is. Maybe you enjoy well, this back and forth. I hate it. I hate that you've given them any hope that you've given them opportunity now to flap their gums. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there are there's some room for nuance here. 
Because I do think there are people. We talk all the time about how sports is more fun when you have someone to hate. You and I There's are... plenty of people to hate in hillbilly land. No, I know that. But, w- but what I'm getting to is with Michigan, I had no problem hating Michigan as a football team and wanting to see them lose every game by a million. I don't have a problem with that. I will never have a problem with that. I will have that till the day I die. Because when I was growing up watching this team, and you too, we saw Ohio State get beat a lot of times. A lot of promising seasons ended by the team up north. There are a lot of people, though, who maybe are not as able to remember that as you and I. Maybe they didn't watch it. Maybe they weren't alive during that time. Or they've just been good enough that they could push it out of their memory and forget how painful that was. Good for you if you could do any of those things. But maybe for you, you like there to be a little bit more motivation for you in the rivalry. Maybe for you, it is tougher to say, ah, yes, I can't I can't stand Michigan. Maybe you were like, ah, what, what do I care about Michigan? They lose all the time. We know what that game's going to be. Maybe for you, that wasn't as much juice to this rivalry. I never lost it. You never lost it. But I bet there are some people now who say, yeah, I, I now have more hatred for Michigan than I've ever had before, and I can't wait for this game. It may be a way they haven't experienced in a while, and if that's so, Good for you. I'm glad that that's where you are. I'm just not there, and I probably never will be. But I, I, I will say there are some people, I think, that say this stuff because they have not had the memories we had or whatever else it is. Yeah, that's fine. I'm being whatever. nice. I'm All trying right. to be a little more. Maybe whatever. it's not just, ah, I love football. And look, Yay! if you want to say that Buckeye Nation is overreacting to one loss and that Michigan is overreacting to one win... Why did Ryan Day change his entire coaching staff? <laughs> Why? Of course. Well, he didn't he didn't when he lost in the playoffs. Well, I'm sure that some right. I'm sure some people would say that was an overreaction, but I don't think well, it was. What? It overreaction? Wasn't. No. But I'm saying like the people who would say oh they're overreacting about this whole thing. No. It's like no, that that's what this rivalry is. It is an overreaction. The that's- difference between Ohio State and Michigan is the standard that they hold themselves to. The second you start to allow stuff like this to creep in and it doesn't affect you is when you start to lose your standards. That happened in Michigan. That's why you were just talking about, wow, they like to fancy themselves as the Harvard of the Big Ten because that's the one thing they could cling on to and convince themselves. That was the reason they weren't having success on the football field. Yeah, it's... I don't don't understand why people think that is a hard concept to grasp, I guess, but maybe... We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how Michigan is now. I mean, we're sort of glossing over. Forget about Harbaugh flirting with the NFL. He lost his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator. <laughs> That's and a bunch of talent off this team too. Like, well, yes, but Ohio it, State brings back a ton of talent. Got all new coaches to fix all their problem areas, and is looking. I mean, sought out transfers to fix the issues they had on particular parts of the defense. Never mind the coaches and all that. Michigan is coming into this season going, yeah, we're just going to keep winning, I guess, as half their team leaves and they lost okay. all their coordinators and Jim Harbaugh was like, I don't really want to be here. Oh, wait, never mind. I love it here. All I know is that if the Buckeyes lose the game again this coming November, there will be no excuses made. I don't. We I won't mean, be talking about how, oh, look at how the academics have improved over the last 10 years, and we do things the right way, and look at what our women's basketball team did. None of that. Yeah. There will be no excuses to be made. No, that you're, that's, that's how Michigan has done over the years, is say, we don't really care about football as much as you guys do. That's why you win more. Yeah, well, now they seem they to win. care now, though. Right, now it's, a, now it's a big part of their identity all of a sudden. Until they start to lose again, then they won't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, Amazon 
may be hot and heavy for Herbie. Saw this story today. Oh, good. That, uh, you know, Amazon went after Troy Aikman. Looked like it didn't work out with that. Troy's going to sign with ESPN. Did they make that official? Or is that still a rumor I, I don't at this know point? if they did. I didn't see if that ever became official. Well, anyway, it's, it, they called up John Lynch. John Lynch said, I'll stay with the 49ers. Thank you very much. I'm sure they've taken a run at, you know, Sean McVay, and he's staying with the Rams, and maybe Sean Payton. So now Herbie. Herbie did a Monday night. Did he do one Monday night football game or a couple? Yeah, I, I believe you're right. He did one. He did one with S-Pen. And I think he has a clause in his contract that allows him to pursue NFL opportunities while still doing his game day and college football stuff. Look, man, I've I've made my thoughts pretty clear about Kirk Herbstreet, the person. I think as a broadcaster, he has some nice attributes. Not necessarily my cup of tea, but I will just give Herbie this warning, which he doesn't want from me, but I'll give it to him anyway. He exists right now, as famous as Kirk Herbstreet is, in the college football bubble. You may think that everyone who watches college football watches the NFL and vice versa. I'm here to tell you that is not true. Herbie flies under the radar of douchebag opinion makers like Mike Florio. Oh, yeah, you don't see a lot of hot takes on Kirk Herbstreit because he's just a college football guy, and why does Florio care about that? That's right, and... What I'm saying is a lot of the stuff that Herbie's known for, you know, writing books about how to raise a family and being the wholesome family man that I know to be a bunch of BS, but I'm sure he believes it. You know, if there's a wrinkle of inaccuracy in that narrative, (laughs) it will be picked up upon if he decides to dip his toe, dip his toe in the NFL waters. I'm not saying he can't do the job. I just hope he's prepared for the other aspect of the job. Are you in any way, shape, or form reflecting upon perhaps someone else who recently had a lot of success in the college football sphere and then dipped their toe into the NFL sphere and it didn't work so well? I, I'm just... I mean, it could, I'm I, just that could saying. be a prescient warning by you, Mike, that perhaps things won't go as smoothly as everyone thinks. It's just like, oh yeah, he's great in college. Why wouldn't he be great in the pros? Maybe Herbie will be. And to be fair to Kirk Herbstreet, as a broadcaster, he is he is more prepared to do this job than guys like Sean Payton are. Sean Payton has never been a broadcaster, to yes, my knowledge. we don't know if Sean Payton can actually speak. <laughs> I, I love how they're just throwing tens of millions of dollars at guys who have never called a game. Right, speaking at press conference and, and calling games are That's, two different things. Yes, and the fact that if the game becomes a 40-10 to 10 lopsided terrible victory... As a coach, you can have a lot of different ways to look at that. As an analyst, you got to try to keep people entertained. You got to keep them there. And I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe he will be able to do it. Herbie will have more of that. But Herb Street's act too, to some degree, which is based a lot on like I know this guy's family. He's a great dude. He's a great, he's a great character. This people in the NFL watching the NFL games do not care about that. You are going to be talking to Giants fans potentially who are watching their team lose again. Year after year after year after embarrassment after embarrassment, and you're going to have something to say about, I got to tell you, these fans, they're all mad, but these linebackers are not as bad as you think as they're losing 35 no one to wants 18. To, to your point, no one wants to hear about Zach Wilson's family when he's just throwing no, his fourth pick. No one's going to want to hear that stuff. And and I just, I think that's where Herbie is probably a little misguided in seeking out the NFL. He'll, he'll do it probably for a couple of years if this deal comes together. 
And I will bet you it will go not as good as he think it, thinks it will. And when that time comes, he will obviously have his college gig to finish out all of his broadcasting days with, and he will never leave that again. But good good for you, Herbie, if you can make it work. I just think maybe... Well, he's not going to do it for free. Well, I'm saying maybe... He'll make a lot of scratch. Yeah, I, I would too, even if it works up blowing, in, blowing up in his face, that too. If it works out blowing up in his face... Yeah. It might it might be worth all that money anyway. I'm just saying. I don't think it'll go as smoothly as everyone thinks it will. Not a good look for former Browns coach Hugh Jackson. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident on I-71 northbound before I-70. It is blocking the left lane in this area. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Frank Road and still continues to build. You'll find police on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful and plan on stopping good delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The only thing scarier than Bones and Allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I saw this report today. Florio with another great one. How do we live without Florio's reports? Oh, I know. Saying the Dolphins planned to pursue Tom Brady and Sean Payton for 2022. (laughs) Oh, did they? Good call. I would assume with the rest of the league or 90% of the league. What does that even mean? Like plan to pursue them in the general sense of if the interest was shown, they would definitely pursue or like they're going to Stephen Ross is flying to the moated mansion that I think Tom Brady actually sold. And like, just going to park his plane on the front lawn and be like, Tom, I'm not leaving until you join me in Miami. Like that, I don't think that's likely to happen, right? And then if that did happen, that would also raise some questions about that whole Brian Flores meeting that is alleged. But that's a different story for a different time. Anyway, point being, like, what, what exactly are we supposed to take from this from the Dolphins? That they wanted those guys to be involved with their team? If I'm available? sure they did. Welcome to the NFL. About everybody would like that. That doesn't mean anything unless they had some concrete plans they were going after him. Now they are planning to pursue Derek Jeter. That was the news today. Oh. Derek Jeter is out mm-hmm. as CEO of the Marlins, and he has sold his interest in the team. And a lot of people thought he was the owner of the team. He's not. He owned about 4% of the team. And then he was taking a fee every single year to run the team and That's, be the decision maker. So let's recap that. You get 4% stake, which is a lot of money that you put in, but it becomes a lot more money, I'm sure, even over the small time he owned it. Oh, I'm quite sure he sold it for more than he put in. Yeah, yeah. And then while you're there, they're paying you money. So I don't know how much money. I don't think it was enough to cover his investment. It was rumored to be about 20 to 25 million a year. God. Okay. So they may have paid him back. I don't know how much he had to invest to get that little share, but... He got all that money year after year and then also now makes money off the sale. 
Yeah, and he was already stupid rich, obviously, to begin with, because he's Derek Jeter. I'm just saying, he didn't lose a cent on this transaction. No, what he lost was stuff you can't put a price I'm tag sure on. I'm sure he was very frustrated. I, yeah. this, that's what this move screams to me. I think he thought he was going to take over, and everybody was going to love him instantly, because he's Derek Jeter, and he was going to turn this franchise around. And he's he's done that to a point, but I think he looked this offseason and said, all right, you know, I've gotten us pretty far along, at least in the minor league level, and we've built up the farm system, and maybe we've built up some more goodwill in this community. I have no idea. I'm not there on the ground, but now it's time to spend some money. And his ownership group looked at him and said, no, we're not going to do that. Because for a while, they were, I heard, hot and heavy on Nick Castellanos, and that sort of fizzled out. And of course, we're in a lockout where no business can take place. But clearly, he didn't like what he heard from his fellow owners and said, well, you know what? I'm not going to put my name on this if you're gonna not, not going to let me do my own thing here. I'm yeah. out of here. I also wonder how much of this wasn't going on for weeks or months. I mean, th- this has been going for a while, I would guess, because you don't get to a point where you just one day get up and say, I'm selling the shares of my you're team. Right, right. But also the interesting fact that this is put out on a day where if you Google baseball to, like tomorrow, you get up in the morning, you're like, baseball news, guessing this won't be on the front page. It'll be all about how the lockout continues, they miss the deadline, yeah, when will right. the season start? Right. Like, if you're trying to bury this a little bit and get it off of, you know, it, it's going to have a quick news cycle and then it'll be on to other things. I think there will be a lot of baseball fans who, when the season starts, they may go, oh yeah, Derek Jeter, Stones, Marlins, right? Oh, no, doesn't work for them at all. When did that happen? It happened on the day where you were distracted by other things. Maybe that's why they put it out today. Your guy, former Browns head coach Hugh Jackson, is getting more play on social media today. Probably not for the reasons that he intended. Yeah, so let's let's go back over the last, you know, I don't know, few days of this whole saga. Grambling State, where Hugh Jackson is now the head coach. Grambling State hired Art Bryles to be a member of the football staff. Art Bryles, as you might remember, you know, had to flee Baylor in, you know, embarrassment and shame after overseeing a scandal on campus that involved, now he claims not, there was a settlement, whatever, but that involved the football program having issues with guys coming in who had prior issues at other places. They were notified of these issues. They were Those were ignored by whoever. And then those players, it turned out later, ended up committing similar crimes on the campus of Baylor to Baylor students and then, only then, did we find out about all these other past issues anyway. This made headlines, by the way, last week when perhaps the most famous alum of Grambling, at least on the football field, Doug Williams, yep. came out and said, I am staunchly against this and I will have nothing to do with the football program as long as Art Bryles is there. Right, and I don't blame him at all. Art Bryles is uh, a tough guy to defend in many ways, but there are some who do. Of One course. of them is apparently Hugh Jackson, because Hugh Jackson is going to be giving him a paycheck as, you know, an assistant on his staff. Hugh Jackson also has the Hugh Jackson Foundation, which, among other things, one of the things it is said to be fighting against are scandals involving sexual abuse. So some people had a question about that and said, hey, why is Hugh Jackson hiring a guy who oversaw a massive Pretty scandal? fair question to me. Yeah. Here's the, here's the letter that came not from Grambling State, and a press release from Grambling State and Hugh Jackson about this. It came from the Hugh Jackson Foundation, where among other things, it says the Hugh Jackson Foundation has been dedicated to fighting all forms of sexual abuse and exploitation, as well as other forms of racial and social bias. We have a clear understanding of the role that coaches and others who have a position of trust play in the lives of those they meet. 
We believe through the hiring of Coach Bryles and the well-developed programs we have in place, this hire will be instrumental in teaching others the importance of knowing how to prevent victimization, <laughs> proper reporting procedures, provide adequate resources, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then goes on and says this. The recent hire of Coach Bryles is a testament to the importance of these key factors, forgiveness, redemption, and enlightenment. As we move this, I'll tell you, that's a lot of BS anyway. Here's the creme de la creme. This is, I can't believe this is in a statement. As we move forward with Coach Bryles, we ask that people keep in mind that no matter your views on this topic, remember that people can and often do become re-traumatized and re-victimized by statements which may or may not be accurate. We will continue to support Coach Bryles and all victims of assault, violence, social, and racial injustices. We will continue to provide equal opportunity for healing for everyone. So he is saying, if you bring up Art Bryles' past, that might re-victimize some of the people who were victims of that Baylor scandal. Don't do that. Because you wouldn't want to re-victimize those people. Yeah. If only there was a way to prevent Art Bryles' name from being brought up. What would that be, Bone? Maybe don't hire him to be your head coach, Hugh, if this is a big passion o- project o- of offensive yours. Offensive coordinator. Or yeah. that too, yes. Yeah, that too. Offensive coordinator, whatever. He's the head coach. But that don't hire him to be part of your staff if that's your issue, is that you don't want people to be re-victimized. Hugh Jackson, man, I know as a Browns fan, I'm some, there are probably people who think I'm just mad at him because he was not a good Browns coach. That's really not what I care about at this point. Like, this is just not a good look for any human to be doing. This no, is a bad look. You know, it's astonishing to me. And, you know, because when, when he was coaching the Browns and he was obviously terrible, you and I both had these conversations on the air wondering, could he be this stupid? Is sure. he this bad? Right. I'm astonished that Hugh Jackson got to this point in his life where he was a an NFL head coach at two different stops. Yeah, because I, he just he doesn't seem to know how to read a room. You and I wonder why Eric Bieniemy can't get a job, and I, I sort of wonder about these guys that go on all these interviews. You know, Sandy Alomar Jr. is a guy in Major League Baseball for a long time that I thought would have been a manager at this point, and he goes on these interviews and never gets hired. And I'm thinking to myself, is he just really bad in the interview process? Is that why he's not getting a job? The real question is. Who is sitting across from Hugh Jackson in the interview process well, right. and saying, hire this man? Right. I, th- I think that is a big question. Now He's an idiot. Dan Murphy, who writes for ESPN, tweeted this out. In response to that letter, he just posted this. The Hugh Jackson Foundation collected $158,000 in 2019, the most recent tax info available. It paid out, again, 158000 is the number. Paid out $115,000 to its sole paid employee, uh, and spent another 15000 on travel. Looks like they gave out roughly $4,000 in grants. Sounds like a hell of a charity. Uh, that director, the only employee, would be Kimberly, Kimberly uh, DeMare. Yeah, but you can't put a price on forgiveness, right, Bones? Because no, that's what they that. say they're working to do. Can't do that. Forgiveness. The Hugh Jackson Foundation has responded to that by tweeting from that account, presumably from Kimberly DeMare, who is the you know, lone employee employee, what you fail to report is where that money came from. Hugh Jackson was the largest donor, and he personally donated over 75% of the funds. I personally donated from my salary back into the organization as well. Our records are clean. Which is now making people say, well, why Why wouldn't you just give that money to a charity that isn't in your name? Like, just don't create a charity in your own name and then give all this money to someone to just pay them to get $4,000 in grants. Like, it's raising questions of, why was he doing this? Was this some kind of, and I don't know the laws. I'm not accusing him of anything, but people are asking questions about what was the purpose of this exactly to donate 
130, 120 or whatever thousand dollars it would be of this money to then have only He's four of it actually go to anything that you're trying to supposedly fight. It just the Hugh Jackson Foundation needs to get off Twitter, too. Oh, man. Stop. Well, between this and then saying, like, we've got the receipts on the Browns. Well, sure, if you do, but everybody's Your receipt is they signed waiting. him to a new contract. Remember that uh, commercial with Chris Elliott years ago with Tostitos where he was getting audited and he said, I've got all these receipts, but first let's have some Tostitos. And they're like, at the IRS, they thought he had brought his bag of receipts from his business. He said, no, I just have Tostitos, chips and salsa. And they're like, you're still going to jail. It's like that. She's not going to jail necessarily, but bring something other than this. You need to, if you're going to say the Browns are doing something, please show where that is because this is not helping out. All right, They gave out $4,000 last year. Doing God's word. More bad news for college football. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident with injuries on Sullivan Avenue, east of Eureka Avenue. This is causing slowdowns. Please be careful as things get cleaned up. You'll also find an accident in the clearing stages on I-71 northbound before I-70. Traffic is still slow from Greenlawn Avenue as they get things clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson, now hiring. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. They're recruiting for CDL truck drivers in their West Jefferson Distribution Center. They offer great pay and benefits with a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. Please do take a little survey about the show. It won't take more than a couple minutes. Find it on my Twitter page, at Common Man Radio. We've also tweeted it out, at Man and Bone 971, on the show's Twitter page. Just want to know how you consume the show, what you think about certain segments. and You know, we're, we, we try and make this show what the majority of you want to listen to, because I know it's impossible to please everybody. Yes. So another, give us your honest feedback. Another way to look at that is also, we like doing the show we currently do. We'd like to know if that's a bad idea or a good idea. I'd actually like to take it a few steps further. <laughs> I'm persuaded not to. How you doing over there, Teddy? Right. How you like the show today? You haven't said a damn word. I think it's outstanding, and it didn't take me that long to fill out the survey. Did you I fill know. out the yeah. survey? That was like, oh, what's the lowest I can rank it, man? I'm Were you hit. the person under the comment section at the end that said, pay Ted more money? Yeah, that, that was me, yes. <laughs> uh, college football. This is more bad news for Gene Smith. And the Hoosier Dome. Uh Uh-oh. The average attendance for the 130 teams in whatever we're calling D1 slipped to 39,848 fans per game this past season. That is the lowest average attendance since 1981 when the average was 34,621. Nationally, the average attendance in 2021 was down 15%. 
more than 7,000 per game from a record mark of 46,971 back in 2008. And if you're looking at this saying, well, this is a casualty of the pandemic, the number, the average attendance number has gone down for seven straight years. So while I'm sure the pandemic didn't help things in 2021, this has been a trend that's been happening for a while. Here's the other, to me, worrying part of that. If, if you're someone who you know, works in a college football office or in administration and is trying to figure out how to pay these bills, that's, that's not percentage of stadiums filled, right? We've talked about before with NHL attendance or other sports teams attendance. It's like, oh yeah, they filled up their, you know, building, but their building only holds, it's one of the smallest buildings in the NHL. It's one of the smallest arenas. Well, that, that's still good, and so it's a little easier to judge it when it's like, well, they, they only have to get 15,000 and other places have to get 23,000 in. What's the percentage you're filling it in night in, night out? They're not doing that. They're looking at the raw number and saying, what is the average amount of people per college football game across the board? Now, Mike, I don't have scientific data in front of me that proves this, but I'm going to go out on a, I think, pretty educated hunch here and say that has the average college football stadium in the last 30 years or 40 years, I guess, really, since this thing was done. Has it gotten smaller or bigger? Bigger. So you could fit more people in. Yes. Okay. So if you can fit more people in, and we're not doing percentages of the stadium being full, we're just doing raw numbers. The fact that those numbers, if they flatlined and were just dead even for seven or eight years, that would still be concerning, right? Right. Because you've got more capacity to fill. They're going down while stadium sizes have gone up. I'm not sure where that's going to lead in the next 20 years, but it doesn't sound like you're going to see a lot of teams or a lot of schools saying, you know, what we need to do is add on to our existing stadium. If anything, they're probably going to start saying we need to find ways to convert some of the seating into club areas or like a standing room section or something else that's not just raw seats because we aren't going to sell them. Uh, Greg Sankey, who was the SEC commissioner, commented on this. He said, there's plenty of, if you will, negativity around the college sports world. People have said, well, these decisions won't affect fan interest. Well, something certainly is. It's not just TV. It's not just COVID. We have to rethink our approach on key issues. That's almost a Captain Obvious moment. Yes, it is. And one of the things I've said over the years, and which is why, you know, Gene Smith talking about putting playoff games in the Hoosier Dome aggravates me so much, is that I think a lot of the reasons why Yes, there's there's TV, and it's easier to watch these games at home, and it's expensive, and it's a pain in the ass. Breaking news, it's always been a pain in the ass to go battle traffic and sit with 100,000 people at a football game. But people have done it because you gave them something they couldn't get elsewhere. When you go to a college football game now, and I'm speaking from experience here at Ohio State and elsewhere too, they have stripped most of the atmosphere, most of the uniqueness away from that college venue. It's more like a professional game now. And then they wonder why people say, well, I'll just catch it at home. Football's football, right? No, college football is different. Yeah, if I, and I think if you look at the tailgate scene and you look at, you know, for Ohio State, just speaking about that one, because I know that environment the best, when you go to Skull Session, there is something about that that is unique to Ohio State. When you go to some of the tailgates that you've known for years, there's just something about that you can't go get at an NFL game or even another college football game because it's not your group of friends and the people you've hung out with for years and all that. But if more and more the atmosphere is, no, 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 we want to be like the pros, I, I think 
people under 40, under 30, maybe even younger than that, will not have that same experience of, I mean, I remember what it was like going to a college football game many years ago before all of this. I remember going with you know friends when I was a kid, and it just seemed like everywhere you walked, my buddy's dad knew everyone, right? Or, or the people I went with, they had 19 different places. They knew everyone. And that still exists to some degree. But if people are getting priced out of going to these games, especially younger alumni who have graduated, they want to go, but they don't really have the means, and their entertainment options are better at home, and they don't really feel that sense of community because now they're priced out of good parking and everywhere else. Well, at some point, you're just going to say, I'm not going. I'm not going to develop that community. And then you're going to lead to down the road, which is what I think we're starting to see. The only people that are going are people who say, I don't care. It's a big event. Pro sports, college sports. I go to the big events. That's what Ohio State's become to some degree, hasn't it? When does Ohio Stadium sell out anymore? When it's a huge event, when it's the biggest game on the schedule, when it's a big night game or something like that. You don't get the same response you used to for the noon game against Akron because the no. environment they've created is saying it's big event time. And then you give me noon at Ak- noon with Akron and that's not big event time. Yes, you're going for the game, that big event, but you should be going for the unique atmosphere every that's single week. Right. College football should feel the same level of passion, intensity, all that, whether or not it's the Michigan game or a big out-of-conference opponent, or whatever. It should feel the same no matter what. And and it does feel like this feels very old man yelling on my lawn, but I don't think that the the better music in the stands is what's oh going to keep... God. Like, that, no. that, that idea of, like, we're going to pipe in music that kids like to listen to. It's like, that. I don't think that's what... That's not what got the guys who are 60 who've been coming for 40 years after they graduated. They didn't come because they were playing Beatles tunes at the time, right? They came back because you were playing the fight song and all those traditions that they fell in love with. And you're not letting the the students now fall in love with those things. And so then they don't have as much of a connection to come back. My wife and I are headed to New York City in a few weeks. We have not been there in years. You know, she has to make a, a trip to see her publisher in New York City and she was asking me last night, where do you want to go eat? And I realized as I just riled off all of these names that every single place I said was like a steakhouse that was 150 years old <laughs> because there is a certain feel that I like when I go in these places, imagining people eating in there, having the same huge cut of steak and the simple sides that aren't fashionable anymore, but the cream spinach and the sautéed mushrooms and crap like that, looking at wood panel walls that were put on the wall in 1885. It gives me a special feeling, independent of what the actual steak tastes like, being in that place. That's what college football stadiums need to embrace. Well, yeah. I, it's, it's something you can't find at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. They have their own atmosphere there, right? Yeah. But it's not something you can replicate. You can't replicate Ohio Stadium. Yeah, you're right. Like, to that point, to use the New York analogy, it feels like a lot of college football stadiums 20, 10 years ago had the opportunity to say, do we want to go down the path of becoming the old-timey Italian restaurant that's been there for 100 lean years? Lean into it. Or do we want to be Times Square? And Lean they into all, your heritage. They all leaned into, let's be Times Square. I know. Because Times Square, look how many people go there. Right, but look how many loyal customers go to that, you know, hole-in-the-wall, tiny Italian place, and it's never going out of business because people are always going to be there. We always, that's the difference. Right, we always talk about these, these events, these experience events, right? And... 
that's the ultimate experience event where you can sit there, obviously watch a football game that you care about, but also forget what year it is for a second. Why do people listen to vinyl? Yeah, right. They want that experience. Because it's the best and easiest way to listen to music? No, Mm -mm. of course not. There's a certain mood. There's a certain experience. College football stripped that all away. They've raised their prices. They've made it more of a pain in the ass with like ticketless systems that 65-year-old people don't want to deal with. And then they say, well, why isn't anybody coming? (laughs) You answered your own question. Yeah, you've stripped away all the things that made it special and wondered why nobody... Everybody misses those things and they're saying, I don't know if I want to pay the extra price for not that. What's up next? I don't know. Oh, Baker stuff. I have some Brown stories. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-71 northbound before I-70. All lanes have reopened in that area. And still watching an accident on Sullivan Avenue east of Eureka Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here. Strobing Board is sponsored by Mucinex 12 Hour. Did you know that doctors use Mucinex? That's right. Mucinex is the number one OTC brand doctors trust for themselves and their families. So with cold and flu season upon us, why would you use anything else? Grab Mucinex and put yourself back in control. Available at CVS. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. I just saw this. Hmm? NBC... And Major League Baseball have had serious talks about the network, mostly on Peacock, calling games. All right, look, I understand that streaming is the future. And that, you know, we're going to get Thursday Night Football on Amazon. I get it. But some of this stuff just looks like pets.com to me. Let me tell you something. No one is going to stream games on Peacock to watch Major League Baseball. No one. You will get a thousand people. Like what are what are their are they saying? I, I mean, I'm trying to understand what part of the games they're going to have. Like like a whole package that I can yeah, buy. And a I can, whole package? No, you won't buy it. You'll you'll get it if you subscribe to Peacock. Well, but, what I mean is, so like I buy the NBA package. I like the NBA. It allows me to just cruise around and watch different NBA games on a given night. But that's that's not what you're talking about here. They're saying they will have a game here, a game there. Just games that would normally be on what would have been NBC Sports Network. That's dead. They'll put like a national game, but on streaming? Yeah, they do this now with like TBS. Baseball has games on TBS. And I'm sure, because everybody's got to have live sports on all the time. All these platforms want live sports. I'm sure that the, the Peacock people, the NBC people, they look at those games on TBS and say, well, if we can get that number move those people to watching games on Peacock, then that's a win for us. No one is going to do that. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that's, I guess I'm trying to understand if it's just one game here or there. It's not, it's, it's that, it's not a whole package of games where you get every game from every team other no, than your no, home team. No, it is not that. Yeah, that's, that's not worth it to me. No. But again, it, it will serve the people who already have Peacock to say, oh, there's a baseball game on tonight. I may tune in, but you're right. That's, 
That's not the number they're looking for. They're looking to move people onto Peacock who are just fans of that team. It, that's going to be a. It's going to be hard to sell fans on. Oh, this one of our one sixty two or a handful of our one sixty two are on Peacock. I don't think that's the same way as if you put an Ohio State game on that. You only the, have twelve no. regular season games. That's a what, lot though? different. The numbers for Notre Dame football on yes, Peacock. We're not huge. Well, we're talking. We're talking about a top ten team. Notre Dame football, they put an exclusive on Peacock this year. The numbers were an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Now, they'll come out and say, well, it's a starting point. We're getting people used to the new technology. BS. It was an embarrassment. And from Major League Baseball's standpoint, yeah, if NBC wants to give you $150 million, I guess you'll take it and put it in your pocket. But haven't we learned anything from the NHL over the years? Sometimes you can take the most lucrative television offer, but it's not in the best interest of your product because not enough people can see it. Let's let's think about this another way. Let's talk about streaming in a different way for a second. Not to harp on that, but I feel like I've had more conversations in the last two months with friends of mine. This has been brought up to me on more than one occasion of friends of mine who also have cut the cord, have streaming, all that, who have said, I'm thinking about just honing in on one service again and going back to that and forgetting about all the others. Because you're right. You have to, just to watch any TV, if you go... YouTube TV or Hulu Live or whatever one you get for all those channels. Then you've got your Peacock exclusive, your Paramount exclusive, your ESPN Plus for some sports stuff. And never mind all the other things. And you got to find a way if you didn't get it in the package you ordered to get your local sports too. That's a lot of headaches for a lot of people. But I think where all these communications companies dropped the ball with streaming was they didn't view it like cable. Like I wanted a solution that was... I don't have to buy your stupid box. I don't have to buy a satellite dish. I just subscribe to a thing and it shows up on my TV. I buy a little $20 thing I plug into my TV. Fire and stick or something. Yeah, one time. That's it. I don't pay a fee, nothing like that. Other than my, you know, the normal subscription fee you pay. And then they were like, cool. Well, every one of these channels is going to have one of those. That's not what we were looking for. Imagine if back in the day you were like, oh, okay, I want to get USA, TNT, TBS and the History Channel. They're like, cool, you have to buy a different box for each one of those. Nobody would do that, right? But that's kind of where we are now with a lot of these streamers where they're saying, well, buy our special, buy your Netflix thing. If you had a set-top cable box for each channel that you wanted, you after a while would say, I don't want this. I just want one thing that I pay money to and I get all of it. I think a lot of these streaming companies are missing the boat. You're going to force everyone back onto the stupid system we all left. You're going to force a lot of us back to the, all right, where's one system where I pay one fee for everything and I don't have to look at 19 different credit card charges every single month to get my stuff. Uh, Brown stuff. Another hard-hitting piece by The Cabbage says that while Baker is expected to start next season, the Browns will explore all options this offseason. That quarterback. Thank you so much, Mary Kay. Thank you so much. I know that that is technically some news to some people, but it shouldn't be. Because you should know that. Because Baker is a big question mark as far as his ability, his health. Not not that he can't get healthy from the injuries, but can he stay healthy next year given that it seems like he's dealt with some injuries over the years? The Browns will apparently meet with Jarvis Landry's reps at the Combine this week about a contract restructuring. He is set to make 16.3 mil this season. I have seen some Browns fans say it's time to cut bait with Jarvis Landry. Are you one of them? No. I... <laughs> Got bait with him. You don't have Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I... Well, I that's what's going to make Baker even better is if he has oh, no receivers to throw to. <laughs> see, I look at it the other way. If I'm Jarvis Landry, I say, okay, cool. Who's going to be my quarterback? 
Oh, it's going to be Baker and or other options that do not become clear right now. Yeah, I'm going to want that full amount of that check. You know, if if it was, it'd be a different thing if they were like, oh, you're going to lure in Aaron Rodgers or someone like that, which is not, that's not happening. I'm just saying if the Browns intimated that, maybe then he says, oh yeah, I'll take yes to, I'll take less to play with that guy. That's not, they don't have that now. So you're going to pay full price for him if you want his services. That's the reality. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on Cleveland Avenue, north of Route 161. It is causing slowdowns. Please be very careful in this area in the meantime. We'll also find an earlier accident has cleared from 71 northbound before I-70, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Striving Report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson, now hiring. Are you looking for steady work and great benefits? Get your career on track with Ace Hardware, now hiring CDL truck drivers with a $10,000 sign-on bonus in West Jefferson. That's right, a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. That's acehardware.com. On the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. We released a survey that we hope you take. If you listen to the show, please give us your feedback. You can find it on Twitter, at manandbone971, or my Twitter page, at commonmanradio. T-Bone's too... Too good to put it up. I said I was waiting to put it up a little bit later in the day. All right. Let everybody have Did their chance. Did you put chance. it up? No, because it's not later in the day. It's the afternoon. I was thinking this evening I'd catch a different it's five audience. o'clock. What time's evening for you? What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't go to MCL Cafeteria. Is that when evening is there? Is that when they close up shop? Look at you. Talk- Look at you. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, that's right. What was I going to say to you? How old you are? How young I am? That's what you were going to say. <laughs> Right, we say. could do that. Yeah. Hey, I I I uh I love eating dinner at four o'clock. Love it. <laughs> no, you do. Love it. You I know, eat lunch at eleven o'clock, so I like well, an early dinner. There's different uh cultures have different things. I know that uh in Argentina, and I only know this because oh, there were ridiculous. Some, I there were never some live there. Crew players that for years, you know, they've gotten some really good players from Argentina, but I know there was a story of a few guys back in the day who used to go to Cheesecake Factory. And they liked it because they could show up at like nine o'clock in the evening with their family and have dinner. And that's early. In Argentina, they they, eat dinner at 11 o'clock at night sometimes. Yeah, they said they'd close, a lot of times they would close the place down. And I just, I've, I'm, I'm with you. I did not grow up in that culture. I'm not aware of that. Usually for me, like dinner time is like 5.30 to 6.30. That range is where I would usually, if we weren't at work, that's when I'd probably eat, but. See, this is what I do then, and it's not the healthiest thing, and that's why I have the man press, is mm. that it, you know, I have my lunch at 11, Yeah. so then I'm hungry by 4 or 5 o'clock for dinner. Sure. Obviously, I'm on the air until 6 o'clock during the week, but if but I it, weren't, yeah, at home, right. I'd eat dinner much earlier, and so I eat an early dinner, and then by 9 o'clock, it's, you know, dinner number two <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> that's not healthy. No, no, it's not. 
That's I, I will tell you one thing because I've been talking about losing weight. One of the things I found that helped me not eat late at night was to just go to bed. No, I know. No, but I'm, I'm, no I can't I'm saying sleep if I, I'm so hungry. I'm saying I would force myself to just like, I really want to go down there and get some cookies. And it's like, well, it's 945. Why don't you just call it a night, champ? And then that way, like I get up in the morning and then I'd want to eat something, but it's it's the next day and I'm going to go do stuff. And then, it, you know, it, I'd move it along. But yeah, I actually to get myself in that mode sometimes would just physically say, all right, it's time to go to bed and just, I just won't let myself get back up. I just have to go to bed. It is amazing what you just convince your brain. Your brain convinces you that this is normal behavior after a while because yeah. you want it to be normal behavior. Whenever I'd get in these modes where I'm eating healthy, yeah, I'd eat very sensible meals, mm-hmm. right? We'd, we'd have a sensible dinner, and then I'd have a little bit of dessert, just a tiny bit, something sweet, maybe a piece of chocolate. And then at about 9 o'clock, I would have some pretzels. Sure. In a bag. You know, very small helping. That would be my snack. Yeah. Now, I've convinced myself that I'm doing the exact same thing, except I'm eating extremely unhealthy meals (laughs) and large portions of them. (laughs) I have like a whole cheesecake, Mm -hmm. piece of cheesecake for dessert. And then at nine o'clock, I still have my snack, but my snack turns into an entire tombstone pizza. Yeah. That's my snack. I can understand that there. I've, I mean, I'm not necessarily proud of this, but I've had my moments where I've cooked an entire tombstone, but I've purposely cooked it a little, not under, but you know, they give you the 10 to 13 minutes or whatever time I'd go right for 10 and pull it out. And then before it even had cooled, fold it over like a taco Oh, and then just let it sit there and kind of, you know, finish heating up or whatever. Just let it sit for a few minutes and then pick that sucker up. And that's mm. how I would eat that. All right. Not saying that's good. But that is a thing That's I did. Why Teddy looks like Teddy, and That's we, why I got to lose a like lot us. of weight. That's why I got to lose a lot of weight. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown. Buckeyes lose to Maryland yesterday. To me, they did the opposite of what they've been doing, which is making them successful, which is you know, playing smart basketball, moving the ball around, driving to the hoop, getting the other team on their heels, getting to the free throw line, not relying on the outside shot. They did none of that yesterday especially in that second half where it looked like they didn't even want to be there. That could have been, you know, tired legs. They played a lot of games in a short period of time. Get used to it because that's not going to change. Oh, uh, they're, I know. they're right back at it tomorrow night, albeit against a terrible team in Nebraska. But I know it's tough to win road games in the Big Ten. And it's, you know, we've seen bad teams beat good teams. That Maryland team's not very good. That's a team the Buckeyes should have had. And they didn't have it last night. No, I know. It's also not fun when you get beat by a guy named Fats. Like Fats Russell was really good yesterday, and just kind of frustrating, right? Like guy named Fats has to play the trombone too, doesn't he? I feel like a musical instrument for sure. If your name's Fats, that that would be a, a brass waste. a brass instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, a brass instrument of some kind. But well, I mean they they were all over Ohio State yesterday, and one concern I have had is the perimeter defense for this team. And I didn't think that would have to be that big of a concern, right? Because you have Wheeler who's come in and you thought, well, all right, that's kind of his deal. But it didn't really seem to matter yesterday. And and I'm a little concerned about if you have a couple guards who can really get to the rim and can kind of take on any defenders and a big guy underneath too. Seems like a formula Ohio State's not fully equipped with just yet to stop. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully you don't run into that in the tournament is basically... 
th- that's really what it comes down to for this Ohio State basketball team. If they get the right matchups, and I know a lot of teams could say this, right? But they, they have the ability to bury just about anyone except for a, a small few combinations. Maryland yesterday had one of those combinations, and Ohio State looked completely disinterested in playing. Hopefully that part was a fluke. Buckeyes drop one spot to number 23 in the AP. They are right back at it against the worst team in the conference, Nebraska. And if they don't win that one tomorrow night, we're going to be drunk and angry on Wednesday. We'll be panicking. That will be a panic. Yes, that will be a bigger deal. Jackets lose to the Penguins last night. They'll tell you that the refs hate them, and they probably do. They had some jackets were on the other end of some questionable calls last night. I didn't necessarily think the go-ahead call was that bad because Elvis had moved out of the blue paint, and he's going to get contact in that situation. He knows it. Yet, as a jacket fan, would I love to see that goal taken off the board? Yes, of course. Doesn't it feel like, though, I, I know this is purely just me being a whiny Homer fan on this, but does it not feel like if the same thing was done the other way around on the other end of the ice, that is called a no goal? Yeah, probably. And I, I just, it's frustrating. You don't get that call at least at home. Not that it should matter, but it seems like teams like the Penguins get those calls at home. It seems like the Jackets don't for whatever reason. Yeah, you're right. You know, in, in fairness to the officials on the ice, they weren't the ones making that call. I it was know Toronto, it's Toronto making that who, call, but Toronto loves Columbus as we've seen I over know. the years. As much as I would love to get the two points out of that game last night, I am under no illusions this is a playoff team. Maybe you are with their play being improved. But all I've wanted to see this season in this transition year, in this building year, is this team going out, playing tough hockey, you know, making it uncomfortable for teams to come in here and play the Blue Jackets. Huge chunks of the season, we didn't see that. Now we are. I'm not as disappointed in the outcome because the Blue Jackets played a tough game last night. The Penguins certainly had to fight for everything that they got. They had to fight for those two points. That's what I want to see every single night. Then they make some improvements in the offseason, and you know, hopefully we're not, we're not hanging on to moral victories next year, too. You're building towards something else. But where this team is right now, I like the fight that I'm seeing. I know. I would trade, though, any of the victories over the last month for this one. Like, I... I really wanted that one last night over any of the other because you're right. They don't. None of them are really going to matter as far as making was it the because playoffs. of the Penguins or just because no. there were so many Penguin no. fans in the building? Just because I can't stand the Penguins. All right, I can't enough. stand them. I can't stand Sidney Crosby's stupid face. I can't stand. I Malkin. love him. Yeah, great. I know he's my guy. I know. I can't. I can't take any of it, and I want them to lose every game. But obviously, that's not happening. I would like Sid to be traded here. Much as I, I hate him. Oh well, yeah. I'll, t- I'll take then him. I'll take th- yes, but that's never happening. So I, I don't feel bad about saying I don't like him. I will not take Ovechkin. He can kiss my ass. Crew opened up the season on Saturday with a four nothing victory against Vancouver. T Bone was in attendance. He took his shirt off and <laughs> streaking on the field. He was so excited. Yeah, that's. I mean, four nothing. That's. Pretty good statement there for this this crew team. Where as good as five nothing. Uh, yeah, I saw Austin. You. Austin took it to uh, Cincinnati. Oh, there might be a little bit more of that discussed coming up later this hour. Yikes! Um, so that here's what I will say about that victory as a you know, I guess quasi soccer expert or someone who watches a lot. You of You are on this show. All right. This crew team had a lot of questions about where are the goals going to come from. Did they do enough this off season? It's one game. But you did see a team that was much better possessing the ball 
and actually being dangerous in the final third. Last year, they possessed the ball, and then they get to the final third, and nothing. So this was good to see. Some changes have been made. We will see if those changes hold up. Defensively, they looked pretty good to start. Vancouver's not the best offense in the league, but they're a decent team offensively. I guess the biggest thing I take away from this is you came out of this victory, you had some relatively, you you had good health, and guys like Artur, who missed a lot of time last year, he started and played a pretty significant part of this game, had a couple shots, was man of the match in my opinion. Uh, Aiden Morris, who came out and tore his ACL in that Champions League game last year, he got to play in this game, got a big ovation when he came in. You got to see a lot of guys who had been hurt and dealing with injuries and question marks about their performances. They came out and did some nice things. So, yes, 4 nothing's good, but it's a long, long season. I like where this team is pointed right now. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. We had two memorabilia records set yesterday. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for slowdowns on I-71 northbound after 670. There is an accident in that area causing some heavy backups. Traffic is slow from 670 and still building. About a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. This week save on jumbo red, green, or black seedless grapes just $1.87 a pound now through March 1st. Fresh Time Market. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. Go take our survey. It's on Twitter, at manandbone971. Thank you for your honesty. Mm. Uh, We had two memorabilia records that fell yesterday. A ticket stub from Jackie Robinson's 1947 debut with the Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, went for $480,000. Just the stub. Not autographed, nothing like that. Michael Jordan's 1984 debut with the Bulls, ticket stub for that game, went for $468,000. Yeah, the that's... previous record was 264000 It's amazing. I, I think the uh, ticket stub to... The Jackie Robinson game would be something that, you know, from a history perspective would be if if you had the means to buy either, I would probably think that's the one that's a little more impactful for me, at least. I still cannot get over Jackie Robinson. I mean, I know that's a very stupid statement because I think it's been documented exactly what he had to go through. Sure. But going through that and not murdering people along the way. Oh, yeah. When everybody around you is talking about, well, better not lose his temper, better not do this, and everybody's testing you. Everybody is that annoying guy in the bar trying to get you to do something. That's all they wanted him to do. It's your whole life. Everywhere you go, it's they're waiting. Someone is waiting to see you fall to mess up. It's, it's an impossible standard to put on someone. Well, 
And then, and then he was able to somehow, if anything, what it's unfortunately done is now, and I've been guilty of doing this over the years and I've learned this is not a great idea is to say, well, if Jackie Robinson could deal with it, why can't someone else deal with a lesser thing? And it's like, that's not fair. No, we're, we're talking everyone's about going through their own thing. An and exceptional that's not- human. But, you know, so often we look at guys who are physically strong because we can see a bicep. Yeah. Right. And we can say, well, that guy doesn't look like me. Yeah. He puts the work in. He's physically strong. We've had this conversation, especially the last two Olympic cycles. Summer Olympics, Winter Olympics, I guess it's the same cycle now. I know, yeah. Where you had big stars fail to perform, and people talked about, uh, you know, the mental aspect of sport. Sure. And saying, you know, it's, it's, it's okay, this is a real thing that people struggle with, and it is okay. I'm not saying that it's not, but I think sometimes we feel odd marveling at people that were mentally tough. That's not inappropriate to say. By the way, that's not worse. That's not like yeah. we're saying Simone Biles sucks or Michaela Schifrin sucks. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I can't believe that Jackie Robinson was able to keep any sort of composure and then go out there and perform. The guy right. was rookie of the year to have all the pressure of the world on you and then to continue to go out there and perform. It's okay to marvel at someone's mental toughness. We're not we're not bashing the weak when we do that. I don't I don't think so. I think obviously people do cross that line when it's like I'm mad that this person didn't do what I thought they should have done in that moment. Like to your point, there are lots of players in the NFL who are not going to have Tom Brady's career. In fact, almost all of them are no one is ever going to have his career probably ever again. Even if they have his ability. Yes. But that's, and that's, we don't, we don't talk enough about how like, yeah, there are guys who are probably bigger arms and better at a lot of aspects of being a quarterback, but there's just certain ones that separated him. And, and he then of course was on a really good team that also helped too. But my point here is we don't look at a, a, a player who's just a really good quarterback and say, well, that guy sucks and I'm so mad that he didn't do what I wanted him to. It's like. No, we just go, well, that guy's just not as good as Tom Brady. You know, but you look at you look at someone in the moment who maybe fails or if someone had failed and had a moment of weakness, you know, you say, Well, they're no Jackie Robinson. Yeah, they're not. That that's not a that's not And a that's okay. Crime. That's like, all right to allowed, say it. You're allowed to not be as good as Jackie Robinson, but to your point, it almost feels like the way it was taught to me when I was a kid, you know, whenever it was brought up in school was just like this inevitability that well, of course, Jackie Robinson would get to Major League Baseball. He was so talented. And then, of course, he would overcome all of these things. None of those are guarantees. You know, it's it's amazing that a person who was as capable as he was, was then also able to have the mental fortitude to overcome things that most humans would not be able to with the abuse he was taking right. day in, day out. The Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, Saints, and Jags. We'll give up home games to play internationally next year. Jags, no shock, because they play in London every single year. Jags will play in London. Packers will play in London. Saints will play home games in London. We don't know the away teams for any of these games yet. The Buccaneers will play the first every regular season game in Germany. And the Cardinals will play uh, in Mexico at uh, Estadio Azteca. First game in Mexico since 2019. They had plans to go to Mexico in 2020, but 
Yeah, we'll have a little pandemic, pandemic thing happen. Yeah, I'm surprised the Packers giving up a home date. Well, they apparently, if I'm not mistaken, are the last team to give up a game or to 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 have gone over and played in one of these games, as I understand. Yes, it. they're the only not to. There have been teams that haven't hosted before. Yes, right, right, right. But they're the only team that hadn't played a game in London. So now all 32 teams will have played there at least once. Yeah, and so maybe that's the reason they had to host was because well, you're the last one, so you're going to have to give up a home game because you've avoided going to this point after the years and years we've done it. I should know the answer to this, but these teams are financially compensated oh, I for have, going over there. I have no idea. I'm guessing there's something. I mean, right? Obviously, I know they're compensated with regular revenue sharing and things like that, well, but I if wonder, you're giving up a home date, I assume there's for it's for a reason. Well, I know they have, uh, you know, there's a gate involved over there, too. Right, so you're yeah, renting yeah, the stadium. Enough. I don't fair know enough. how that works. Of who gets that gate, but I'm sure there's some agreement there. It's also interesting to me that they are to date with any game that's been in England. As far as I am aware, there has never been two teams that had winning records coming into that game. I know that was that the game. stat last year. Did that change at all? I think it's still the case, still intact. Huh? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe something changed it. But either way. If it did happen last year, it's been a rare occurrence. It'd be nice if for either, you know, I would assume the Packers are going to be, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does, pretty decent. Yeah. Be nice if they gave us, like, another team that's expected to be pretty good. But I'm guessing just getting the Packers to give up a home date is considered the big lift. I don't think they're going to say, oh, yeah, and we're going to put one of your premier games in there. Probably not the case, but that would be nice if they would. Well, the reason why they don't do that is, I assume, because it's the morning window. They don't want to blow one of their big games they could put on CBS or oh, Fox I or know, but Sunday night for 9.30 in the morning in London. I know, but if you're going to get up and watch it early, I'd, I'd like to watch a game that presumably has a couple of good teams in it. But then again, who cares? I'm going to watch that game whenever it is. If you put the two best teams they happen to play at 9 a.m., they play at 8 p.m., whatever time in between, I'll probably watch. Uh, Teddy was telling me today, because it's of interest to him, that Vince McMahon, head honcho, of course, of the WWE, is going to be on McAfee this week. Is it tomorrow? A Thursday at Thursday. Uh, noon, I believe. So yes. what is this for? Because he doesn't usually do interviews well, like for the, this. For people who don't know, Pat McAfee, former punter, now has the big podcast radio thing that he does, and is also a commentator on WWE programming, so he's got a relationship and has wrestled in WWE matches. Are they just setting yes. up some sort of angle where the old man's going to wrestle McAfee at WrestleMania well, or something? There are rumors that Pat McAfee was going to be involved in a match at WrestleMania, and then this interview comes out, and now there's reports that Vince is going to be involved in a match, so speculation oh. is that they will face off somehow oh, at WrestleMania. Can't wait to see an old man die. Well, he's not, he's not going to wrestle. Come on. I don't think he'll wrestle. Well, no, okay. I wouldn't put it past anything in that company to happen once. I got to give the crowd some juice. (laughs) I'm just saying this man is worth billions of dollars or theoretically worth billions of dollars. I don't know what his net worth is right now. He is also, what is he in his seventies? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's in his nineties, right? He, he, uh, A lot of the the performance enhancements that he took earlier in his career to get to the level he was have not been kind well, to him maybe, since. Maybe look, I'm not saying our way of life, our lifestyle is the healthiest way, but perhaps roiding up and eating like Liver King and <laughs> working out, pumping iron yeah, yeah, every yeah. single day of your life is yeah. not the best thing to do well, for yeah, longevity's sake. When you start doing it at like longevity. 55, when you're like 55 years old, and you're like, now I'm going to start doing look it. Look at me. But then again, for people who don't know. 
Who was who was the aged former female wrestler that got put through a table multiple times oh, by the May Dudley Young? Boys? May Young, who's a legend, that, dead, you're dead now. But how old was she when they were throwing her through tables? I mean, in her in late 70s, well into her seventies. Yeah, I mean, created quite the stunning visual. I mean. <laughs> And they took care of her. I no, miss they, those I days. Know they, from, I miss them. It, yes, they took care of her. They made sure she was not hurt doing these stunts, and she is a trained wrestler. She trained other wrestlers to do stuff like this, but she also she was seventy uh, some years old when they started throwing her through tables. I'm just saying, it's not past Vince Vince McMahon to get in the ring once for five minutes against a former punter. She also was known, and this is a fact. This is not me saying it to be funny, but uh, when she would do some of these spots, May Young. In her oh, late seventies, oh, she would. Uh, I got it. Yeah, put fish in her crotch mm-hmm. and go out there and shove her crotch in the face of the the other wrestlers out there. Uh, little Bronco Buster. Yeah, little Bronco Buster. <laughs> she was known for putting the, rotting fish in her pants. <laughs> so she Bronco, had a sense of humor. She did, but they again. I I just I can't emphasize this enough. This is a now publicly traded company that one time was like, you know, it's a good idea. Where's the 78-year-old lady? Let's put some fish in her pants. What do we got? Let's, uh, make sure she's got her mackerel, and let's toss her through a table tonight. With she one took of the-, the one out of the 619, <laughs> right, Teddy? Got it. Yeah. Nothing, Ted? No, he just turned <laughs> his microphone right? off. Look Ray at Mysterio him. involved in oh, that man, one? We gotta take a break, break time, man. We gotta take a break. <laughs> we got yikes coming up. <laughs> Oh, we do. We may have started a little early with this one. I don't know. Cowan Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You are going to find some delays on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. And more delays expected on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is delayed there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside, or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging in the trash, the hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Off topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Monday. Hey, tonight on the fan, it's Buckeye Roundtable. Two big hours of Buckeye Roundtable. Big. Two of them. Two. Big. Two big. Are you ready for yikes? I am. All right. Arizona Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell says his team has a bright future with head coach Cliff Kingsbury. He blamed injuries on why the team failed to live up to expectations this season. After all, the Cardinals started 7-0, and looked like the best team in football. What we try to do on this show is look for trends, not just a one-off situation. So you tell me if this is a trend or not. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cliff Kingsbury's teams are 42-20-1 in the first seven games of the season, dating back to his first season at Texas Tech. But from week eight on, his record is 17 and 45 yikes 
The reality is, Cliff is coaching for his job next season, and his quarterback is playing for a new contract. If they don't get off to a good start, watch out. And if they do, don't believe it. Yikes. Let's talk about Kentucky FC, or as some of you may call them, FC Cincinnati, the other team in the hell is real rivalry that goes against the Columbus crew. Well, they open up their 2022 MLS season against a team from Texas that resides in Austin, which I don't have a lot of good things to say about, as you may guess, but let's not focus on them. Let's focus on the neighbors to the South because FC Cincinnati lost five to nothing to Austin FC. Yikes. They conceded at least four goals for the 18th time since they joined MLS three plus seasons ago. Yikes. That's a lot. Their defense also got destroyed many different ways and many different times. But this was from an Austin team that last year scored a league worst 35 goals. So a bad offense carved them up five to nothing. They haven't even played a game at home yet. Good luck with 2022, FC Cincinnati. Yikes. For the first time in college basketball history, seven top 10 teams lost on the same day. On Saturday, number one, Gonzaga, number two, Arizona, number three, Auburn, number four, Purdue, number five, Kansas, number six, Kentucky, and number nine, Texas Tech. They all lost, surpassing the previous record of six top 10 teams in the AP poll losing in one day. Saturday was also the first time that the top six teams in the top 25 poll all lost on the same day. Wow. And yikes. It amazes me that we have a bunch of crap floating through space. It's crap that we've made. Garbage, pieces of metal, stuff like that. There's apparently a rocket booster flying around up there at 3.3 miles per second. It's a leftover piece of a Chinese rocket from 2014. It's about to crash into the moon. The Chinese are saying it's not their thing, but we're pretty sure it's their thing. It's scheduled to crash on Friday morning. Unfortunately, we will not see it since it's crashing on the other side of the moon that we can't see. Mm. But if it wasn't, we'd be able to see it. That's all I have. Yikes. (laughs) That last part was really informative. It's going to be on the other side of the moon. We can't see it. We can't see it, but it's going to crash into the moon. Has anybody written any albums about, per se, this other side side of the the moon? I don't know. Is that a thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's talk about youth sports for a second. I saw this tweet from a guy named Kevin Kuzma, who apparently just on Twitter is just a guy has a thousand some followers. He is a financial advisor for what it's worth. He tweeted out a guy told me tonight he is paying $4,500 for a year of travel AAU baseball for his third grader. Think we may have lost the plot with youth sports friend of mine responded to this guy and said, while waiting for my daughter's coach, previous lessons to finish this is for softball the girl's father who was ahead of him in line said that he homeschools his fifth grader so she can spend four hours a day training for softball guys i know we want to get these kids to college on full ride sports scholarships but if you're spending $4,500 a year to get your kid to play sports in third grade, if you've taken your fifth grader out of school just so they can learn to play softball, let's just think about how much we're prioritizing youth sports. Yikes. The Buckeyes lost to Maryland yesterday. Yikes. And there was one stretch early in the second half where the game became totally unwatchable. In a two-minute stretch from about the 16-minute mark to the 14-minute mark, there were 10 fouls called. Yes, 
10. The first five were on the Buckeyes, and the second five were on the Terps. Big Ten referees, yikes. People who live in New York City really love New York City. After all, where else can you get Chinese food at 3 in the morning and mud wrestle a giant rat? A woman had human feces smeared oh. in her face as oh. she waited for the train at a New York City subway oh, platform no. during rush hour. This according to police. In the video footage, yes, it was on video, the unidentified man appears to push the bag into her face. When she buckles forward, he continued to put the bag on the oh. back of her head and then walked away. The attack took place just three days after another woman was viciously kicked down the steps and hit in the head with a hammer several times at the Queens Plaza subway station. Start spreading the news. (laughs) I'm pooping today. Yikes. I gotta say, that one might be a little too hot for yikes. (laughs) Not gonna lie. (laughs) All right. Maybe we just reevaluate the yikes. That's that's the director's (laughs) cut. Too hot for yikes. Jeez. All right. Uh, My final one is yesterday I went to go pull my phone out of my pocket. It snagged the corner of my pocket. It fell out of my pocket and hit. Not the grass. We were standing outside. We have lots of grass in my front yard, but I was standing on the sidewalk. It landed on the sidewalk. Did it have its protective case on it? No, because I'd taken it out of the case to clean the phone and forgot to put it back in. And guess what happened when I flipped over the phone? Oh, I'm sorry. It's not flipped. Broken. Flipped? <laughs> broken screen. Sucks to be me. I just hate it because then the whole next day I'm looking at it. I know I'm going to get it fixed. I got the replacement stuff. I got to go do that. But I looked at it all day today and was reminded of my stupidity. Yikes. All right, the Georgetown Hoyas are coached by Patrick Ewing, but they may not be for much longer. They have lost 17 games in a row. Yikes. They are now 0-17 in the Big East. They do have two league games remaining to snap the streak, but they'll likely lose those games to Seton Hall and Xavier. There are two other teams that have gone winless in their conferences so far this season. That would be Delaware State in the MEAC and Lamar in the WAC. Yikes. I know it's different eras, but it's also different cities. I remember the Knicks PA announcer back in the day. Yeah. In the 90s, Patrick Ewing, of course, on that team. Sure. And he had such a familiar cadence because he would almost say the names like he was not impressed. And Patrick Ewing was my favorite. This is the home PA announcer. right. And he would say, Patrick Ewing, just like that. Patrick Ewing. (laughs) You know, like, ah, him again. Patrick Ewing. It almost feels instead like someone going, oh, what a pleasure. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. But he would do it for all of them, like John Starks. He was was just that guy. (laughs) And the Rams have a PA announcer now where it's like, everybody get ready for the Rams. It's third down. Oh, they all do that now. That's, uh, I went, yeah, like many years ago, I went to a Browns game and it was the first time I had heard at the Browns game, they're like, it's third down. You're like, oh God. Bring back the Knicks guy. It's it's third down. Patrick (laughs) Ewing. Third and seven. From that's like that's all you Baker have to do. Socks, Patrick yeah. Ewing. You could just like be. What if you just said Patrick Ewing at the Browns game? <laughs> that's just what do I mean. that. Just right. have like okay, we're just going to name random sports figures. We're not going to call the game. Eh, pass complete, Patrick Ewing. But now on every NFL broadcast, I hear the like there that city's version of it's third down. It's like all right, we know it's third down. It's everywhere. Why are we all standing cheering? We know. Are we done? Is that it? Yeah, just for a good measure. Yikes.
Thank you. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Olentangy River Road at Lane Avenue. This accident involves injuries. Please be very careful in this area. You'll also find an accident on 71 northbound after 670. Still working to get this one clear. Police remain on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessit. Lessit and Panera Brand congratulate Member of the Week Brad Harris with Laborers Local 530 Zanesville. Brad is working for Mascaro. Build Ohio right. Build it union. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. The host of Buckeye Roundtable, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man, I liked all the college basketball nuggets that Panama Ted was throwing into the He did throw some in there, yeah. We have two out of three college hoops. I think you're right. I heard him say. All three of them, actually. Okay, I missed the one in the middle. What was the third one? I heard Georgetown and... Seven out of ten top ten teams losing. I was talking about the horrible stretch there in the uh, beginning of the second half where there were ten fouls called in that Ohio State-Maryland game. Oh, yeah. They got tight, didn't they? But you can't even look at the refs for that game. I don't think any Buckeye fan was doing that. That Well, half of them were on Maryland, though, those ten. The first five were on the Buckeyes, the second five on Maryland. Crazy. Yeah, just super ticky-tack. You know, I'm reading about uh, Russia now because we're all experts on Russia. Mm Mm-hmm. And I saw this morning that the ruble, which I'd forgotten that they even had as their currency, was below one cent in American money. Sounds not good. And I was like, "Oh my god, that sounds bad, what, right?" The is ruble. It, what is it usually? Well, that, that was the first. That was the <laughs> okay. first question. Like, I was like, "Oh, like the yen? It's yeah. less than a cent. Oh my god! It's and usually the, one cent. No, it's usually <laughs> one point three cents." <laughs> So, yes, it did drop uh, 30% in value. Putin's getting what he deserves. But it's not like the, the ruble was sure. worth something to begin with. Right. Yeah, that's a uh, it's a weird situation over there with, you know, all the different little aspects that this is taking on. I saw that Apple Pay and Google Pay have suspended their operations, like, in Russia, which sounded way more nefarious. What I mean is you can't use any of those services to pay for things now in Russia. They have suspended that. Because of this whole thing. Yes. And this will track it. I mean, location services today with the mobile phone. It'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it'll know if you're there. It won't let you use it. Yeah. So because of that, there are pictures now of people in Russia who are like going to the trains in Moscow or wherever, the metro mm-hmm. system to get on. And then their phones don't work. So now there's huge lines of people having to like, you know, get their money out and pay. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's a minor inconvenience, but maybe that helps people realize this kind of sucks that your country has decided to go out and attack another country for no reason it does you you got me thinking now about currencies how i don't really know beyond the euro and the pound i don't even know how many currencies i could name like the italy do they still use the lira no they're on euro they're on euro yeah, yeah. They're on euro you know most of, like the franc died do, off in france right yes, they're on euro which you used could do to be the, a thing. the peso pesos you probably know that one right 
Is you know, yen still a yen is, yen is, still a thing? is Japanese and Chinese is called the yeah. yen. I wasn't right? sure if they had sort of their own version of the euro in Asia, which transfers no. from country to country. No. Do you uh, no. know what the Canadian dollar is? I, I I have heard of the Canadian no, dollar. No, 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 but do you yeah, know I, what it's called? Like what its nickname is? Oh, so if you were like, oh, you have a couple of like we would say no, a couple we bucks. just we always call Canadian dollars. What is the nickname for it? It's a loon. Because they have the loon. What they have a, a loon? bird. They have a bird on there. So or a loony, I think, is technically what they call it. But then they they have a spot me a couple loonies. Well, a two. They have a two dollar coin, and that's called a toonie because it's a loony, but it's two of them, and they call it a toonie. I was coming up on Boston. Buckeye Run too. Come on. <laughs> Coming up tonight, Paul Keels is going to stop by. You'll hear from Chris Holtman some thoughts from the coaches' show earlier today. Kevin McGuff, the champs bone. How about it, huh? Mm, the women's yeah, basketball right. team. Big deal. Champs nice. now. We're going to talk to him. We will talk to Bill Rabinowitz, some off-season Buckeye football topics to get to. Stephen Means in the second hour. We'll talk some Buckeye football and some basketball recruiting. Maybe a look at how important this 23 class is for Chris Holtman, which is rated in the top five right now. And Steve Rollick, men's hockey coach, getting ready for tournament time. Buckeye Roundtable, two big hours, top of the hour, right here on the fan back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, Coach K, he will coach his final Duke-North Carolina game and the final home game this weekend as well. The average, t- the average ticket price for this game. I'm going to take mm-hmm. a stab at what the average secondary market, get in, of course. Get secondary in, market. Get in price. No, Just no, no, get this, in the door price. No, no, no. This is the average Got, ticket sorry, price. Sorry, sorry. Not, not the not lowest. The average ticket price. You want to take a guess? $3,000. Five. $5,392. Wow. Average price. What's getting the door? Uh, I don't have that. It doesn't say, but the That's average probably price. probably around three. Yeah, I, I uh, was, well, what does Cameron Indoor hold? Like eight. nine? Oh, eight. Yeah. Okay, 8,000 8, people. <laughs> Look, I get it. It's a historic venue. It's a historic coach. It's the final time you get to see him coach a home game. But like his last game is, I mean, I don't. That's not going to be it, right? I mean, you're going to see him in the ACC tournament. Going to see him in the no, NCAA but it's the last different. last game in that. I know, yeah, I know. It's a fable. Well, it was arena. before the season. The hedge hedge fund guy paid a million dollars. I know. That's I right. I remember that story. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, good for you. It I was guess. for charity, wasn't it? Well, that's good. Yeah, but I mean, that's he still had a million dollars to spend. Yeah, must be nice. Seat. Must yeah. be nice. Is right. Well, Boy, speaking of Matt, like, what would you have to have comfortably in the bank account to be cool with giving a million away, like to charity and for a basketball game? Two fifty million. Two hundred million. Two hundred. Yeah. If fifty, now fifty wouldn't be enough. Fifty's yeah. not going to. Hundred. I'd, I'd need a hundred million dollars to be able to do that. And uh, speaking of a million dollars, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, they are stepping forward to assist refugees forced to flee their homes from Ukraine as Russia invades the country. They are offering to match up to a million dollars in donations. When oh, they nice. gave a United that Nations re- refugee donation website, they said if that hits a million, they will match it, and of course it did. So good for them for doing that. It's a very nice gesture. Yeah, it's very nice. I'm sure they have some beautiful sex. <laughs> Both very attractive. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Buckeye Roundtable is coming up next. Timmy Hall will have beautiful sex for you for two hours. And we're back tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
The term is lovemaking, guys. Watch out for an accident on I-71 northbound after 670. All vehicles are on the right side in this area. Police remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up. You'll also find an accident on Olentangy River Road at Lane Avenue. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessit. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessit are reminding you to never text while driving. No text message is worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Good evening, I'm Eric Reeser. The final stretch of the regular season begins Tuesday for the Basketball Buckeyes. Number 23 Ohio State hosts Nebraska tomorrow night at 7. Buckeyes will play three games this week, all of them in the Schottenstein Center before the Big Ten Tournament next week in Indianapolis. Ohio State's Malachi Branham was named Big Ten Freshman of the Week earlier today. Branham averaged more than 23 points over the last three games. It's the third time this season Branham has won the award. The Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament starts Wednesday in Indy. OSU Women's Hoops is the number one overall seed by virtue of winning the regular season title yesterday at Michigan State. They'll get a double bye into the quarterfinals. They'll play Friday against the winner of Michigan State and Purdue. And in the NHL, the Blue Jackets are back in action on Tuesday. CBJ hosts the New Jersey Devils tomorrow night at 7. This update's brought to you by Pella Window, the most preferred window brand in Central Ohio. Visit the Pella Showroom on Gemini Parkway or online at PellaColumbus.com. You make 35,000 decisions every day. Are your gambling decisions good ones? If you struggle with a problem with gambling, call 1-800-589-9966 for free confidential support. Do you have a loved one who struggles with a problem? Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Ball, ball. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. Like, my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man. Everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a, 
Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I... You can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just... Stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying would get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it, even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat. Soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate, so good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends, because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 